right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Your favorite substitute teacher, the Beluga Icarito. Neil is here, joined by my esteemed colleague, DJ Pihowski. How are you, DJ? Hey, I'm doing great, Neil. Great to be with you in the kill house, looking you right in the eye right That's now. Right. I just I can see you're nervous about the intro, but I think you're doing a great job so far. Listen, we're just trying to steer the ship here. Uh, Solly is on a little well-earned vacay. This week he's out. He's out west, homesteading. Uh, we also have uh, Mr. TC here. TC, I have one question for you. What's going on in, in Utah? That's a great question, Neil. That's a great question. A lot of strange things going on right now. We'll get to that later. How are you as well? I'm good. I'm going to call you Coach Presbo. Uh, <laughs> That's a good guess. Today, uh, no, I'm good. I uh, you know I remember when Presbo freaked out and shot that guy. <laughs> Bad seed. That's yeah. it. Well, before we get into what's happening in Utah, just a quick word from our friends over at Quater. This year, John Rom's ball striking secret has been his shoes. From Rom himself, the game changer is the shoes I'm using this year. They are more comfortable. They allow me to be more stable and up my ball speed. I can keep the speed up from the first tee on Thursday through the last tee on Sunday. These are the Ringer shoes from Quater by Travis Matthew. A breathable, waterproof, spiked golf shoe. The ringer was designed for premium performance and elevated style. That's why pros like John Rahm, Sam Burns, and yours truly, Icarito, trust the ringer and other Quater footwear on tour and on 100-hole hikes. Yeah, you put them to the test this week. Dude, the ringers held up really, really well. well what how were many you doing? pairs? Yeah, how many uh, pairs? I, went, I had three pairs of shoes, two ringers and one moneymaker, all from For those that don't Quater. know, it was a 100-hole hike 100? at Sweetens Cove, walking 100 holes, carrying your bag, schlepping it around. You know what they did well? I, when I changed them out, I changed four times and left them out like in the sun, and I had some like Dr. Scholl's like, odor spray. I came back around like, you know, Three, four loops later, they'd be all dried out, ready for me to Ready to throw. roll. Yeah, it was great. How they many pairs really of socks? Good. Changed my socks four times. Four or five. I think four. So blisters kind of flared up towards the end. But we'll talk about the 100-hole hike at the end of the show. Uh, if you're interested in some new golf shoes, visit Quater.com uh, today to try a pair of the Ringers, the Moneymakers. They also have the Legends, which are kind of your classic golf shoes. And use code NLU20 to score 20% off on your purchase. That's Quater, C-U-A-T-E-R.com, and use code NLU20. Uh, shout out to Quater. Gentlemen. A little shocked Callaway's not not buying a win ad to uh, sing the praises of me and uh, Harry the Lurker getting in asses at the Thursday game, but that's another that's another matter for another well, time. I would shout out the, the Jaws Raw wedges, too. From Lots of good stuff. To good talk stuff. About. But we, we'll get to that later in the show. Uh, all right, let's get to it. The, the fifth major, TC. We'll start with you. John Deere recap. JT Poston wins wire to wire at 21 under. Two other wire to wire winners this year. Who are they? Oh, God. Like last week or two weeks ago, right? Shit. I don't know. Why don't you tell us? Well, there's three. So there's Cantlay and Xander <laughs> at, at Zurich. That okay. doesn't count. Okay. That doesn't yeah, count. Yeah. Yo, Keen, oh, my of boy, course. Keen, of course, of course, uh, at Genesis. Yeah, I don't know about a couple weeks ago. I don't think did someone go wire to wire recently? And then, and then this was the third one. This is the third one. Okay, maybe oh. I was 
How about that? Good for the postman. Yeah, great for the postman. One in, what, 2019 Wyndham? Second win on tour? Which, like, when he gets hot, it's it's wild. He gets so hot. Yeah. He's like he's like Nick Van Exel or Eddie House or, like, J.R. Smith. Like, he, he, he is in fuego. I mean, the Wyndham one, like, he, he played 72 holes without making a bogey, which is insane. But, yeah, like, he's just good on these birdie fest events. It was a, I was up there earlier this week. It was a little firmer than it's been in years past. I was like, going to say the greens had a little tinge of uh, brown to them. Yeah, the the weather's cooperated this year up in the Quad Cities. I think there's you know not quite as much rain kind of within the the tournament window. Uh, they did have a couple rain delays this week, but you know nothing like biblical or anything like that. You had a lot of short grass around those greens too. I was kind of shocked. Like it's it's a proper course. You gotta you gotta hit the fairway. Like it's driving accuracy is a big thing out there. And then there's a lot of risk reward holes. There's a uh, there's that great short par four, a couple really really cool par fives with you know kind of a lot of short grass up front there, some different mounding up there. It was a delightful delightful on site experience. You know I think I'll be the first to say like it's for the casual golf fan, it's probably not at the top of the, your list to watch. But from an on site viewing experience, watch on TV that is yeah yeah yeah. But from an on site viewing experience, it great build out. Freddie loved it. The tractors were on site. It was awesome. Uh, and it's just one of those things where like a bunch of guys are, are showing up five, six, seven, eight weeks in a row right now trying to, you know, keep their cards for next year. So there's, so there's kind of that midfield battle, you know, trying to play the game within the game a little bit. Which I was going to say, not going to beat around the bush. Let's just get out ahead of this bad field. Really, really bad field. Pretty much the worst we've seen. You know that we'll get into reasons for that and what to what to make of that. But all that said, you're like this has legitimately always, unironically, been one of your favorite events. I'm yeah. wondering like why that is. I mean, I think looking at the leaderboard this week, perfect example. Like you've got Chris Goddard up. Like they they used the sponsor exemption on him. He wrote a letter to Claire, Oklahoma. Oklahoma um, wrote a letter to tournament director. Got in. Like, they've always done a great job with their sponsor exemptions, which I respect the hell out of. Shout Tra- out to Spieth. Yeah. Same thing with Travelers. Like, they do just a variety of different kinds of players on the leaderboard. And I, I don't know. I always like that kind of midfield battle of, like, hey, let's, you know, like, it's it's grind time, guys. It's grinders only part of the season right now. You know, dog days for guys <laughs> trying to get their uh, get their card for next year. Yeah, Patrick Flavin, he's a Miami of Ohio guy. Um, he finished. T ten, T ten. What a pick by Randy this week. Yeah, yeah, really respectable. Um, he's he's been Mondaying into a bunch of stuff. Uh, Bo Hogue doubled eighteen to get him into next week. Get him that T ten. <laughs> Our friend Adam Long. You got Charles Howell. You got Sahith Pigala played well this week. Had a kind of a crappy Thursday, but played well uh, after that to kind of get back into contention. Scott Stallings keeps his heater going. He's playing exceptional golf. Could have gotten into the into the British Open. Missed it by a shot. Yeah, so that, and yeah, I was going to say that was one of the things that we could talk about whether the open qualifying series is good and whether this is the best way to uh, pick people who are going to play the 150th open at uh, St. Andrews or not. But when you have a pretty bad field and you're, you're kind of trying to, you know, ring out a little juice uh, on a Sunday afternoon, it was at least there's something to watch, right? I mean, at least there was something kind of on the line for, for stallings on that, that so last putt. So but, for the open, we had JT Poston. Christian Bezatenhout and uh, Emiliano Grillo. Grillo, which, which uh, Grillo finished T twelve last year at Royal St George's. How about that? So you know, I, like I feel like this this like slower greens kind of helps him because he's just such a bad putter. <laughs> Do you like the Open Qualifying Series? 
I like the idea of it. I don't and, know. And if for it's... people that don't know what it is, I guess they mentioned it on the broadcast, but I'm going to guess a lot of people didn't watch this week. Top three not otherwise qualified finishers of the week get into the U.S. Open or the uh, Open Championship, and they do it at a bunch of different events. They do it at some Euro Tour events. They do it at some Asian Tour events. Uh, it's pretty scattershot. It, it's it's a little great idea in theory, and it just I'd, I'd like to see an analysis of kind of who's. Who's getting in through that? Because it feels a little. I mean, it's kind of outrageous. That, it, like, like both that feels pretty bad, and also the British Open, like open qualifying, also feels pretty light. So it, it's kind of just a weird. I don't really know if we're quite, quite getting the best players for a major so the, championship. So the Joburg Open, the Singapore Open, the Vic Open, the API, Mizuno Open. I don't even know what that is. I think it's on the Japan Tour. It's a big dick event on the Japan Tour. <laughs> the Dutch Open, uh, the Canadian Open. The Korea Open and the Horizon Irish Open. So, so notably, the Scottish Open, which is the week before, doesn't not part of it. Not part of it. The Travelers, not part of it. The U.S. Open, like you can finish T four <laughs> the U.S. Open and not get in. No, no bearing on. But the you can finish like T four third at the John Deere Classic and get in. Well, it's all it's kind the, of bizarre. It is the fifth major, though. That's true. So yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they're really bought yeah, yeah. into that. I, I will say the maybe they're doing a bit. Back to the, to the uh, the course. The greens did look brown, but I'll tell you what didn't is everything else. I mean, <laughs> that was you know just a middle aged dream backyard. Like the the course, the fairways, the cuts. They got you know they got the tapered cuts going. It's a it's I mean it, it's great. John Deere just showing off, flexing what their products can do out there at uh, TPC Deer Run. I so I, I had a I had a pork chop. Everybody said you got to get pork chop in the Quad Cities. Had a pork chop, it was excellent. Um, what else? Uh, Uber and Lyft almost non-existent. They were out of rental cars, so we had to Uber around all, all week. That was tough. That's tough. That was very tough. Had a Whitey's ice cream sandwich. Mm. Was good, as good as advertised. Hit up uh, some minor league baseball. I saw. Went, went to a minor league baseball game. Um, Freddie started saying we like, like, like we were like the quad, the, uh, the quad cities river bandits. Uh, he's, he was like, daddy, did we end up winning? I'm like, who's we here, Freddie river bandits. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was cool. We stayed in Davenport, Iowa. So, so it's kind of, it's kind of wild to have four cities. Can you name the quad cities now? I can Moline rock river, I think, or rock, Close. rock Island, rock Island, which the rock Island arsenal sick. Sure. Let's see. Take Moline, Davenport, Rock Island, and Bettendorf. I think that's exactly right. How about that? So that's good stuff. And then there was, all right, trivia question for you. I'm, I'm ready. I you know them. I love this. So Franchise and Freddie and I walked across the bridge over to Rock Island just to see the dam and the locks. Mm -hmm. there. How, many lo how many dams do you think are on the Mississippi River? I don't think there's any dams on the Mississippi River. Okay, you're wrong. <laughs> I was going to... The franchise said 300 <laughs> at first. I think it's not many. I would just say like three. I, th I think it's 20. It's either 26 or 29. Huh. How Man. about that? I didn't... It didn't feel like a river you'd want to dam because it's such a, you know... It's a force. It's I-95. <laughs> you know, I-75 of the United States, right? Like, that's that's interesting. Anyway, I just thought that was... I thought that was, you know... Kind of a, That's fascinating. A fascinating piece of trivia. I do want to give uh, John Deere one other shout out: the commercials that they put on. They had at least five or six different commercials. Please, some whoever their agency is, go work with the other sponsors on tour. <laughs> it, it, it's exactly what a title sponsor should be doing. They had one of in the factory, 
And these guys are just, you know, building big ass machines, which was sweet. You know, I love seeing that. And then they had a few commercials today of, you know, the guys, the official, you know, landscaping gear equipment of Carnoustie and of uh, all these, you know, these famous courses around the world and, and just kind of giving you a sense of what John Deere does in golf, why the, why they sponsor this tournament, showing us the products and not hitting us with the same commercial every single commercial break. I believe that deserves a shout out. Absolutely. And they have the best tee markers in the game. Uh, they had different ones on every tee. They had excavators. They had lawnmowers. They had combines. I mean, have you ever been up next to a combine? I have so not. Big. And then I was, I was telling the lady who runs all that stuff, like all their marketing and all their kind of uh, licensing for them. I was like, oh, my God. Like our, our grandpa used to get us the John Deere models. Yes. Still uh, have some. Yeah. When we were little, so I don't know. It was it was cool. The what, big, what was the, your favorite? The, what was your favorite machine? The Big Dig was unbelievable. At the Big Dig, what was your favorite? The front loader, the the power on the front loader, insane. It was it was like it was it was crazy. They let Freddie drive it all. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was so cool. Who had more fun, the franchise or Freddie? God, that's probably a tie. Really? Yeah. Can't I mean, call I, it. You know, franchise was on the excavator. Freddie was on the, the little skid steer. I drove a like a. Big dump, a big dump truck with the world class dumpy. Uh, it was it was wild, man. Sheesh. It was cool. Uh, well, I think that's that that is uh, <laughs> what D, back to what DJ said earlier. Don't really want to watch it on TV. Well, but awesome. It sounds like an awesome event to go to. And just to unpack that a little bit, so that's not quite so flippant. Like I, I honestly, I think that's so totally fair. Like a I lot wouldn't of, shy away from it. And I don't mind the John Deere. Like I, I've always liked watching the John Deere. I'm obviously a, a product of Illinois. You know, it was a big deal when I was living there, growing up. It's, uh, it's. I think they do all the charity stuff. Is like if you talk to anybody at the it's PJ like Tour, first class they, tournament. they, yeah, they kind of kill it on that. I think they win like. P- PJ Tour tournaments always do like tournament of the year, just like the tournament that kind of like does everything the best. I feel like they've won that. Claire Peterson, the yeah, the, uh, the, the uh, tournament, tournament director. director. It was it's his last year. Exactly, he's it. been there forever. Every, yeah. All the players love him, know him. All that said, there's a lot going on in the world of golf right now, as as we know, and I think all of, you know we're we're gonna get to for the next six and a half hours on this podcast, but. You just can't keep everybody happy, man. And the John Deere this week was a pretty good example of that. If you're going to make other events better, if you're going to concentrate the power on, you know, you're going to elevate all these other events, like there's going to be a cost to that. And so when we get into the live stuff and kind of like the look at the field here versus look at the field at the John Deere, like what a fucking joke. Yeah, there's some merit to that. Certainly the live field was much better than the uh, than the John Deere field from like a kind of top heavy you know, world rankings perspective, but we're also kind of going up against what is going to be one of the weaker, if not the weakest yeah. PJ tour field of the year. And, and it, it is very much like if that's the world we're headed to where it's like, let's concentrate the, you know, excitement. I, I hate to even say it like that. Like let's concentrate like all the eyeballs and the casual fans around Genesis, around Bay Hill, around Memorial, around, you know, events like that. And you're just going to keep making those bigger and better and bigger and better. There's going to be a cost to that, man, and I'm totally fine with that because I think it's, for a, f- a fan perspective, I think it's a good trade-off rather than just everything being kind of mediocre. Well, I, I, and I think I think all of that is very valid. I think another thing that we're overlooking here is that, you know, Chess Fest didn't make it to the weekend. And <laughs> Yeah, do you have anything to say? I, I thought I honestly— Do Chess Fest anybody that— So that, Chess Fest is last year during the John Deere, I was really on a bad stretch with my weekly picks, and I decided to pick my guy Chess Reavy. Because the John Deere and Ches Reevy feel like the spaghetti and meatballs combination. Sure. They, they seem to go together. You know, just a, a grinder, 
you know, in his in his element at the John Deere. And I picked him last year, and he had no form. And and the the picks are basically like top forty, top twenty, top ten, top five, and to win. Just like a, just a clean. Did you sweep. pick him to miss the cut too? <laughs> well, last like year I did, I for, and I forgot oh, yeah. to do that. This year I picked like a three way play that he was in instead. I went all top heavy. But the, I so, will say, the people absolutely rallied with you. Yes. It was one it of the most. It feels right. Because he came out first day. I think he was like early leader at like 10 a.m. This is last year. Last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He balled out. Yeah, I think he ended up being top 20 or maybe top 10. So this year, I've been I've been watching him all season, just, just kind of wait, lying in wait. He, he's T8 last week at Travelers. Like, oh. Hell yes, Chez is trending. Let's go! So we we you looked great on the range on. on we Wednesday. announced the lineup for Chez Fest, and we even threw in that three way play with with Kevin Streelman and Nick Hardy as opening acts. I mean, people were hyped about yeah. about the concert, and uh, which Streelman's going to bring in a lot of the older crowd, and Nick Hardy's got a lot of the younger, you know, younger kind of indie stuff. And there's more Streelman's like Boz Skaggs. Yeah. <laughs> there's some more. There's some more to the story. Maybe. You know, it sounds like Chez's drummer might have gotten COVID, you know, and that was an issue. So it, it just did. And then he decided to, to pull out before the weekend and, didn't, yeah. you know, didn't play the show. There's and, some liability uh, concerns. Yeah, it's tough. He's it, not I don't, going to Scotland I, anymore. I don't think it. Yeah, that sucks. He, he His performance now he's. Now he's out in his next, he's, next he's, event. Randy said he's considered a flight risk. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was an unmitigated disaster. I don't think it's Firefest. Okay. 71 71 missed a cut. Yeah. Just just not good. Even he showed up for contractually. He was, he, he was, was there. He was contractually obligated to show up for two days. He did it. He's just not doing any meet and greets. He's, he wasn't, didn't make any new fans, certainly. If he's and if he's the headliner, that's not that's unacceptable. Exactly, from my guy. He's contracted so. to play for thirty five minutes. He played for thirty five minutes. Yeah. Then and I you know? and I hate didn't play an encore. No. People were, fuck no. Yeah, he also so, bogeyed his last hole to miss the or two. two no, uh, the cut was minus two. So okay. I think he was like three off of it. Okay. So anyway, that's that's you know I think that that didn't help our weekend viewing. Totally. Um, but like a very anecdotal example of like it's just tough to get up for golf every week, and. DJ was up here in the uh, studio. He came downstairs, and we, you know, we're watching Wimbledon. And I'm like, he's like, hey, you want to like put the golf on? I was like, oh yeah, I was on commercial. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, this is just way more exciting. Well, yeah, be that as it may. Yeah, so it was, podcast, golf, it was right? a pretty anticlimactic like weekend in general. Like Poston made a birdie on Saturday afternoon. He birdied, or sorry, he eagled 17 on Saturday afternoon, and like that was kind of like, all right, it's it doesn't help. Wire to wire is. You know, he shot 62 in the first round. Yeah, but that kind of takes the juice out of the yeah. weekend when someone just kind of has it under control yeah. from well, start to finish. No offense to the postman, of course, friend of the program, but it, huge it, fan of the postman. When uh, trap draw alumnus, w- when he is shooting 62, it takes the energy out. Spieth's out there shooting 62. Sure. People, are, people are very hyped sure. to watch him go wire to wire. But you know, I, I think the postman would probably understand and admit that that maybe he might not be that guy. It's kind of those events too, where like it. It definitely. It's. I think this was the fiftieth anniversary. It, it definitely reminds you of, you know, the old school tour, yeah. right? Yes. And you need those events as kind of the foundational element of the tour. I like. I personally think that the tour probably needs to look at slotting because so like so many of these guys are playing here. They're playing Barbasol next week. They're playing Reno the week after. They're playing 3M. They're playing Detroit, and then they're playing Wyndham, and they played like travelers the week like they're they're playing a bunch of weeks in a row right and i feel like starting with the john deere uh or maybe you look at john deere detroit 3m and wyndham and you you alternate those events through to be the finale of the regular season every year like i just feel like that would be a 
to give each one of them a shot at ele- being elevated in a way. Yeah, because otherwise it just feels super arbitrary. And then yeah. the years that they're not the finale, they can go back to their preferred spot or whatever. But I just feel like, you know, like why is Wyndham arbitrarily the season finale? Like I know before it was because Wyndham paid some money, but yeah, maybe they the Wyndham rewards thing has gone. That was kind of an unmitigated disaster. Like yeah. like more guys weren't weren't showing up for that or whatever. <laughs> Um, that's been, a, you know what? I've never heard that idea before. That's I really, just came up with that's <laughs> really, really intriguing. I'm, I think I'm in on that. I, I feel like you're going to get the, a, a good amount of the, well, actually, you know, you don't know how contracts, you don't, work. you don't know, like that's so hard for the clubs to, to have to rotate. You, and it you don't might know, be, yeah. right. Like, but it, it can be like four or five years out, you know, like sure. you, you can figure it out ahead of time. Or if they don't want to do that, like the ones that do want to do it, you can, you can opt you can in, figure that yeah. out. Yeah. There's a, um, there's a box to check. You can check the box and opt in. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a good thing to where like, you know, they've tried to get a little bit of, you know, a similar concept with like getting guys to add a new event every year to their schedule or a new event every other year to their schedule. But I don't know. It's just cool. Like, like, you know, when Spieth comes to this tournament, it's a big deal. Right. Or when, when, yes. when, when guys Stricker show wins up. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, and I think if you're a PGA Tour event, you should have the opportunity to like elevate yourself every every so often or whatever. Sure, I'm in on that. I I like that idea. I would I would sign your petition, TC, if if given the opportunity. And I think also there's just yeah, we're talking about all these elevated events. We're talking about you know like this is a guaranteed start for everybody that has tour status, including right? Omar Uresti. Yeah, oh yeah, Omar made the cut this week, which basically guarantees him like another, <laughs> you know, he's like at the top of that. Of, of like his his category now, so he gets into probably three more events. It's well, hey, insane. Man. He earned it. Uh, he yeah, he's gonna have to find somebody else to fold those shirts for him. <laughs> I guess his brother was on the bag for him too. Well, that's um, cool. Omar's yeah. brother. I got tagged in on that tweet like maybe sixty times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heavy lies the crowd. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on, shout out Cash App. Cash App is the easiest way to send, spend, and save your money. Send or request money from friends and family when you owe, when they owe you money for dinner, etc. You can invest in any stock or buy Bitcoin, DJ, with just one dollar. You want to know how I got my Thursday game winnings? Cash App. Hell yeah, you did. Comes with a debit card you can customize, and Cash App will laser print it and mail it to you. Comes with free discounts on places you love, called Boosts. You can use referral code no laying up all caps. Again, that's no laying up when which gives new users fifteen dollars and Cash App will set aside ten dollars of each sign up to go to Youth on Course, uh, which we can talk about the hundred hole hike later. That money is uh is helpful. It's good stuff. Very and Cash um, App matched. Yeah. They threw and shout out to Cash App, they threw in ten K uh in matching donations. I think we raised thirty six thousand dollars. For the uh, unbelievable, just through your hole. hike, yes, wow, all in with the cash app uh, bonus as well. Sick, that's so many uh, rounds of golf. A lot of rounds of golf. <laughs> we can get to that later. Uh, again, use code No Laying Up. You get fifteen bucks, and uh, they'll send ten dollars to Youth on Course. Um, also, get signed up now because we'll probably be giving away cash again during the Open Championship live shows. Yeah. Um, so anyway, shout out to Cash App. All right, boys, guys. I do want to say, Christian Mazadenhout. Shot 66, 66 on the weekend. But. And did not win. Did not win. That was the only 66, That's 66 we had this the week. Christian Bezadenhout, his name has so many, like, landmines in it. He's got, like, two, I think it's Christian, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's got two A's yeah. in there. Like, yeah, that's going to that's gonna stoop. You know, I'm not going to be able to do that. There's just a lot of rogue letters going All he's on. missing is, like, an umlaut or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like, he's got the O and the U at the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know what, I'm, what I'm doing Which, with that one. Which, by the way, did you guys see the thing about Stallings? Super producer? Yeah. <laughs> Super producer Scott Stallings. <laughs> That's Mr. Storch. <laughs> really, if you watched it all this weekend, you you heard 
I think they said the story like six times, but his stats guy was basically like, Hey, you're like, you're hitting your mid irons, like the worst you've ever hit them. And everything else was great. Like, that's why you're not like, you're struggling. Yeah, there. Proximity to the hole is bad. Then he's like, you're, you know, you're seven, you're eight iron, you're six iron, all that. So he's like, he's like, find those old irons you were hitting. So he like one of his buddies at home, like overnighted four sets of his old irons to him. He puts them right back in the bag on, on Wednesday and basically goes out like Thursday. I think this was at Travelers a couple weeks ago, and then now he's like, now he's absolutely he's kind of running right now. Yeah, how about that? It's crazy. That's fun. So bit of a you know, as Neil calls, it, I think the stranger, right? Would you, that's right. Would you switch oh, to a new. Or, or that's what I do with my putter. putter. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the. I, 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 that's, I that's, why call I, it, that's why I travel <laughs> with five putters. I've actually, I always I call it the honeymoon face. <laughs> oh right. Okay. If I mean, I call it the stranger. You <laughs> creep. No, I call it the stranger. <laughs> you guys are creeps, man. I go lefty. Like I'll switch lefty and righty round around. And just, <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay, that's the good stuff, folks. Uh, speaking of strangers, uh, let's move on to. to the, to the the uh, the live golf event at uh, Pumpkin Ridge up in Portland, the four aces DC prevail in just a dramatic fashion, winning three million dollars. Uh, I guess the other highlight is Pat Perez shoots eighty and wins nine hundred k. Brendan Grace wins the individual. He's now won six million dollars plus in two live events. Gentlemen, I didn't have a chance to watch much of it. I watched like I watched all the final round. Well, please take us there. Where where, where do you want to start? Objectively, well, let's like, start high level because we're, we're going to have to stay organized. TV here. product, yeah, or like or YouTube streaming product, right? I think there's there's issues. Arlo White says, "What a moment!" Probably eighteen times. <laughs> Everybody on the broadcast, except for Fultz, seems to think that anytime you're in a bunker, you are fucked. Like it is. <laughs> you're like you're oh, not no. getting out oh, of the bunker. No. Uh, like the like the level of golf IQ on the on the telecast is tough, and and Fultz is actually like. Yo, like they're on the upslope there. Like he's probably gonna like like maybe make this one, guys. And like they still don't believe him every time it happens. Um the shotgun thing, you know, it's like I think you miss a lot of good golf along the way, but it's also wire to wire action. Uh like they're show you know, it helps when you don't have to show any commercials. That helps a lot. That helps a lot. <laughs> they're, yeah. Um and, and why don't they have commercials again? Why why is yeah. that? They because oh, right. uh, it's they did a better job with the leaderboard I thought on the side the pylon as they call it on the side the team thing added a little bit like my like torque my Japanese guys were just absolutely were cr- flying up the board this week I thought you were a crushers guy that's uh, what I said he can't no, have everybody no, no I thought he was a stinger no, now that the, now the, the Bryson's guard. on the crushers I can't do the crushers oh okay the majestics and like Arlo White he is so so biased towards the majestics. It's crazy. And the Majestic stink. High Flyers, 11th. Terrible. Mickelson playing terrible. Punch, Golf Club, the Australians. Ter- terrible <laughs> not, as well. We're not going down the leaderboard. So You're trying me, to take us down the leaderboard. No, live we're not doing that. Let me ask you this. Are they, the players are mic'd up? No? Yes. Yeah, players and caddies. They're, they're mic'd up. Is, yeah. that a, is that a factor they're on the broadcast? Up? I thought the mics are just, like, juiced. Well, well, that's that's one of the things. The mics are, like, mega juiced. So you hear everything that the crowd is saying. So there's there's all sorts of. Do like, you think that's good or Bryson bad? Bryson got a few, you know, Brooksy calls in there. There was a hey DJ, go dismember the field <laughs> call in there, which was uh, which was pretty aggressive. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's probably good and bad, right? Like, but I think I would call on people. I think it's an opportunity for for people to, you know, if you're going to go out to New Jersey or to the Boston event, 
be vocal, man. Say some, <laughs> say some. It's your chance. People will definitely hear it. Say some stuff. Uh, I, I wouldn't disagree with the TV product. I can't say, listen, if you listen to the podcast ever, it's pretty clear where I stand on all this stuff. I think it's like a gigantic joke and I like to it's, make a lot of jokes it's, about it. It's inherently unserious. It, it's so unserious. And that is the, the point that I think it's just so hard when all of us are not on the same page on that right and if you are taking it seriously you're such a fucking mark that i don't really know what to tell you like the, these guys just just read anything they say just listen to anything they say poke holes in anything that they say and it's so fucking clear that the thing is not serious and despite how many times jerry fultz and all these people on the telecast want to say like it is it's electric out here right now. It, these guys really really care this is unbelievable like, despite how many times Taylor Gooch comes out and says it's it's like being on a Ryder Cup team, none of that shit is true. It is all fake, and it's all, like, to basically try to, you know, do all the things that we've talked a million times about, you know, that they're trying to do. It's really hard. So, with all that context, like, it's it's hard to watch it, I think. I get almost, like, secondhand embarrassment watching it and it's just I can last for like 10-15 minutes at a time and then in my head I'm just like this is a fake like member guest thing that I'm watching here so that's really tough having said all that do I think it's like they do a really good job with the TV product and do I think like like I guess where I where I came out this week was I've always been very much of the mind that like these two things cannot coexist you can't have the PJ tour and live coexisting like that absolutely can't happen it's going to be bad for everything and watching it this week and seeing greg norman pouring beer in people's mouths and seeing like can't wait to see that jetta yeah and seeing just like all the you know oh here they are at team breakfast and what's the captain gonna do today and blah 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 i think if like they can coexist especially seeing how bad the john deere field was and how bad that tv product is i'm not giving the pj tour pass on how bad their tv is most weeks too like, I think they can coexist. You just can't tell me that both are, like, very serious golf products. You know what I mean? If you want to turn this into, like, professional wrestling and just say, like, hey, man, like, the TV product's way better. You can see way more golf shots. These guys are still pretty freaking good. Come on in. Like, have 55 beers. Yell some stuff. It's going to be great. Like, you can talk me into that. Like, that makes a lot of sense. What you can't talk me into is, like, no, no, no. This is the future of elite men's professional golf. Sure. Because... It's not. That is stupid. And there were so many times, too, where the, you know, the on-course commentator, your boy Dom Boulay, or it was the, <laughs> it was the female <laughs> lady. Troy she, Mullins. She kept, no, no, Mullins does all the, all the interviews okay. afterwards. She just keeps saying, like, oh, my gosh, this, one's, this is such a good shot. This is such a good shot. This is such a good shot. Like, there's no, everything's a good shot. There's no context. It's, there's no, that's what I mean. It is like, you feel like such a fucking moron. It's just cotton. Well, candy. but okay. So some of these, you know, to play devil's advocate a little bit, some of these issues, it's like, maybe they just got the wrong people in early. Like if they, you know, well, huh? Like, let's pull that thread. I wonder why. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> why did none of the good people want to go another like question, sign up? But another question I have is I saw some stuff on Twitter about how the team aspect is actually intriguing. I like totally. The, I yeah, like yeah. the team aspect. So explain. I think there's something there. The teams, they're not playing together while they're out there. No. They're all spread out. Everything's grouped, you know, like the first day is grouped by the, you know, random draw there, or whatever, whatever they, they want to do. But the second and third days are, are grouped by leaderboard by by the individual yeah. leaderboard. So but w- these guys on the team, they don't do they have a look at the leaderboard like do they Yeah. 
So they know what know they know what the team standings are. So like P was like, yeah, like I knew we were, you know, like because it, hey, it's bullshit what they've done with the teams. It's like it's P and DJ and Gooch and then and double P and then Pat Perez, right? And it's like, all right, well, like Gooch and and DJ are like they're both like playing pretty damn good golf. Like they're both kind of a cut above most of these other guys. And then like there's three or four teams that are kind of loaded. Sure. Right? And then there's 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 three or four teams that suck. And there was no draft this week. Correct. No, it seems like that's gone away in week two. <laughs> and really wasn't even a thing in week one because a couple of the teams were just like, oh no, these were like pre-selected already. So you can pick from the players who are not pre-selected. It it's huh. a fucking joke. Like the whole thing is just figuring it out as I go. Uh, again, like I'm not here to tell anybody, like, no, 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 you didn't have a good time watching that. Like, if you liked it, man, go for it. Like, please. I was entertained for God's a while, speed, and like, I kind of got fun. bored maybe after 45 minutes or an hour or so. Because it was like, all right, like, this is, you know, and, like, yeah, it, like, it looks like, it It, it honestly reminded me, like, it, it looked no different from going out to the Corn Ferry Tour event at Pumpkin Ridge. Yeah. Like, the crowds, like, you know, people wouldn't want to say, oh, my God, like. No, it was a sold-out crowd. It was a sold Like, A, they, like. Which they can't sell enough tickets because, like, there might be a riot or something because the thing is so flammable. Yeah, and and <laughs> and, and so, that like, like it was, it pretty much looked identical to, like, with even less build-out to the Corn Ferry Tour event that I went out there, which, like, good for them. Like, they, it was a well, it was a well, it was a much better produced event. It seemed like there was more juice with, with it than, say the one at Centurion because it just seemed like, you know, sunny skies, a little bit better golf course. Um, Which again, I, I think based on reports on the ground and, you know, shout out to the many reporters that were there who, you know, I kind of read all week from their dispatches, people that were on the ground again, same thing. Like I'm, I'm not saying that like these people aren't seriously having a fun time. Like they obviously are, but it's all built around this business model that just like isn't going to exist Five years from now, right? If it doesn't, if it doesn't keep working, or it doesn't show some signs of, of paying off in some way, because they minimal amount of tickets, super cheap concessions, seeing guys super up close, like with not a lot of people around, like yeah, of course that's going to be a good time. Well, I would, put but you you just can't. It, it's still like, from a serious golf perspective, it's still like a a member guest feel. Yeah. Like everybody who's at the member guest is having I mean, an awesome yeah. time. Like the way I keep trying to liken it to is what we always say about like the Pebble Beach event. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're there and Ray Romano's telling a hilarious joke that only you and your buddies heard like on That's the rope great. line. Great. When Bill Murray's pouring his popcorn into your hat, like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But like watching it on TV, I'm like, this fucking sucks, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I am not having a good time with any of this stuff. It did prove to me, like I was saying, like, I, I think it makes sense from a TV product perspective. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of great It's like things a step above the match. That they're Yes, that's exactly what it feels like to me. It's just like the match. Like I feel absolutely nothing watching it. And that's why I don't get, like if you take nothing else away from this podcast, I guess all I'm trying to say is like, it wouldn't be good for the future of men's elite professional golf if players exclusively played the match. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good. It's also super weird to see guys like finish up on hole two whole three like yeah. i just can't get that out of my my system their rules official or their rules guy like their slugger no no they're 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 guy that's in the booth they're with like them. mike Pereira. yeah uh he's like this italian guy <laughs> it was really funny gosh i'm trying to think what else uh well just going to like the beginning of the week like i think it was what was really weird was just like the press conferences and the just utter disdain that most of these guys have for 
talking about this, oh. for being asked questions about it. I thought Brooks was, was Solly well, couldn't yeah. be with us tonight. Yeah, yeah. I've got well, a few, let's just read a few things yeah. I want to read into the record for Solly that he insisted uh, that, that we, we just we state for the record. So, general takeaways from watching those guys, Solly quote. Reed polling this quote the the tour should have listened to the players' bullshit. Bryson saying he wanted a leadership role. Take a fucking hint. Nobody on tour likes or respects your opinion, guys. Reed, your complaints are about right pins and the seats they give you at Red Sox games. Now you run into the hands of the Saudis who are surely going to listen to all your thoughts and feelings. And to give some context there, I mean, all these guys were pretty petulant about like what could the tour have done differently and they're like well they could have listened to the players for one and no details no like elaboration on what that means what they could have done differently it is all just like see you come over on this tour and they finally treat you the way that you're supposed to be treated and and again to go back to the member guest vibe like all these guys are having a fucking great time because of course like they're working a lot less they're getting paid a lot more there's all these like Benefits that absolutely make sense. And the entire thing with. is set up right now to recruit yes. more players. So, of course, it's going to be, I, I would hope it'd be good. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. What almost feels like even the announcers are coached to play into that. Cause, oh, dude, Fultz, little, is, Fultz is like, the little bit I did see is they're like joking around about Pat Perez making, you know, shooting 80. Well, he's still going to make 900, 900K. <laughs> like, what do you guys think? Huh? It's easy money over here. It, it feels a little bit like a Ponzi. There scheme. was an unreal, like, because it's so weird. It's like you, publishers you get the leaders, house. and yeah. then you get these weird pop-ins of guys that are, like, crazy far off the lead or just, you know, there was an epic drive-by of Peter Uline. <laughs> where, like, Jerry Fultz is like, yeah, like, from this angle, like, that water's not really in play long left there. And, like, sure enough, he just straight up airmails it long left. Uh, and he's like, oh, oh my, well, clearly he doesn't have a swing this week, da 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 da, -da. I actually listened to Peter Uline on the Lost for Words podcast this week. Uh, it was like an hour and a half. And he was basically by the end of it, like the second half of it, he's just going in on the PGA Tour, talking out of both sides of his mouth. And he's begging the PGA Tour to have a union, which like that, like, like it's a player, it's a member run organization. It doesn't really work like that, man. Can't, can't unionize. I've already unionized. Yeah, you, you can't unionize, can't unionize against, anymore. You unionizing against yourself, man. <laughs> like you kind of already have one. Like you, you run, you run the tour. Like you just need to like go and yeah. talk to the the pack and the. And we'll get into all these. Like there's all sorts of corn ferry tour changes that they've announced. DP World should the the even more strategic strategic alliance now. So, all sorts of OWGR stuff we're going to talk about, all sorts of, like, tour changes and all that. But I think, you know, bottom line is, like, is the tour perfect? No. Like, were they slow on the uptake on a lot of this stuff? Absolutely. But are they are they moving fast enough now? I think they're moving probably as fast as they possibly can, being a member organization. Is that fast enough? Time will tell. We'll see. But I think they're making you know, the right moves now. Can we, can we read some more of this Solly stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, really so well, just then, to set up the Brooks stuff. So he, yeah. he, Brooks, did you guys watch the Brooks press conference? I, I did. I did. <laughs> it was, it was hostile. It, it was, it was Brooks in a nutshell for, for me in watching him for the last four or five years of just like, it, God, man, I can't stand it when it's like, yeah, I don't fucking practice. And then like that literally like six months later, it's like, you know how fucking hard I work? <laughs> You know how hard I'm working to come back from this injury? It's like, well, well, hold on a second. You just told me you don't practice. Last time I listened to you, you said, I don't fucking care. Now, now you care so fucking much. How dare you question my 
What's wrong with you? When he's getting hostile with the with the live in house reporter asking God. him if he has any injuries going on, like that's where it's like, dude, I think you might have just lost the plot, man. Like, it, it like what a complete and utter showed. So so Sally, on the topic of Brooks, Sally quote. I was hard on Brooks in the emergency pod last week, calling him a bitch. I have regrets because I did not prop- properly emphasize just how much of a bitch he is. What unfolded in that press conference was pretty much the most unlikable 30 minutes of content I've seen from a group of golfers. The guy that was supposed to be telling it like it is is now just sitting there muted by his Saudi overlords. The guy was supposed to be the toughest athlete of the bunch, quits competitive golf, <laughs> to go be teammates with his brother and Richard Bland, end quote. Hey, leave, leave Blandy out of this. That, okay? I think that sums it up pretty good. The last part being just like, yo, I'm such a, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm not a, I'm not a golfer. I'm a competitor. I, I can't argue with Solly on a lot of that stuff. It's similar to Frank all Sinatra, I, known all, bitch. All I, all I care about is majors, but now jeopardizing, you know. It sounds like Brooks Kepka has a cold. He might. <laughs> Shout out to Gates Elise. What do, you, what do you think, Deej, with with uh, with Brooks and, and the press conference? Anything to add to Solly's thoughts there? Uh, I just no. I mean, I think he I think he nailed it. I think like if that was his his kind of comeback to Rory's, like yeah, it's kind of fucked up how he says one thing and then completely does another. Like it was clear he doesn't have any answers, and I think Solly said that too. I totally agree with him. Like the reason you don't get any answers from these guys or any like rationale or any like cogent explanations is because there is none. And the only answer is like, oh, no, I just took like a fuckload of money. And so they just like both can't say that because otherwise they're not doing what they're getting paid to do. Sure. And they also can't like totally avoid it because there is no other answer. So it's they just end up looking like complete dipshits. Like, I don't know if you saw Fred Couples. Yes. Even Fred Couples comes oh. out. It's like Phil Mickelson. You ever seen that guy look so stupid? Like, yeah. what an idiot. When Fred Couples is getting hostile. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. But well, but what's so funny to on the press conference front, what's so funny about all of this and about Brooks and about the whole thing is like, like, like sports washing doesn't work if you're not up there like giving answers. And so for, doing the laundry for this whole just like fuck the media. It's like, dude, what do you we're just asking questions like that? Isn't that how the sports washing is supposed to work here? Aren't we just supposed to ask you questions about what's going on and then you like give us a different answer? But when you just you can't even like hold up that end it, of it. It would be like, like going on a tour and the tour guide was like hostile to yeah you. it's like you're going well, fuck you why don't you tell me like walking around at. niagara falls and, and you're like hey so did someone go on a barrel what the fuck are you talking about barrels <laughs> serious man i'm just trying to i don't know why you tell me i don't know you tell me i don't know why don't you look it up you have google <laughs> fucking clown you know like that's that that wouldn't work you know he wouldn't be a very good tour guy the funniest part to me is the fact that like taylor gooch is the one carrying a lot of the water here tough week for, for he didn't even, i don't even think taylor gooch got paid like he just he just got the like yeah he made a bunch of money this week because the four aces got three million dollars so they get 750k a piece to split between them uh gooch told golf.com i think this was a dylan to piece that he wanted to play the London event as a one-off, sincerely. So he was very much like, yeah, I don't like, I didn't even want to be in this mess in the first place, man. Like, I was just trying to play London as a one-off event. Should and then he, start. he said, quote, uh, it worked out best for my schedule to do that. And obviously, I had the chance to make a bunch of money. So it was a no-brainer, he said, quote. Uh, I didn't think that they were truly going to suspend us, which is very much the, like... Uh, <laughs> The quote from the stabbed guy, like, what are you going to do, stab me? Uh, just what a fucking idiot, man. Are you kidding? And then he gets up and says, and, you know, 
somebody had a great like Kyle Porter put up the the thing. He's like, I can't believe he actually said this. And it's like <laughs> somebody replied and said, like, actually, like I think. And we you're can. talking about the Ryder Cup thing. Yeah, where he said. I've never been some I'm paraphrasing, but like I've never been never part been of a Ryder Cup or President's Cup team, but I can't imagine it's a whole hell of a lot different than that. Talking about the four aces claiming the championship <laughs> at the Pumpkin Ridge composite course in I front mean, of hyped. You want a bunch 65 of money. people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like I, I feel like at this point, A, like we, we should expect him and others to keep saying shit like that because that's what sure. they're being paid to do. Uh, and B, like we shouldn't be aggrieved by it or or you know, call out the absurdity even. It's just like, well, the, the, some, I have a very specific, I don't know, metaphor or simile that, that Gooch is reminding me of. He's reminding me of Big Head from Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> the character Big Head. Like the guy that just like keeps, he's like, oh dude, I didn't know, I didn't know, I, I thought I was just trying to, I was just trying to play like once. I didn't really want to like be on the tour. Okay. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> he's just like stuck. He just gets himself into this mess. It's like, it's just it's like, like, it's like some do. Hotel California oh, shit. God. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then and then now, like, you've got Sergio and Poulter and these dipshits, like, suing the DP World Tour. Like, Pelly had the whole thing this week. You know, he came out with Is a, that lawsuit for sure? Or they're, they're so they, thinking about... Sergio. No, they, they had said, uh, basically, we strongly urge you to reconsider yeah. these fines and the suspension from the Scottish Open by 5 o'clock on Friday. And the fines oh, were, were, what, 100... 100K, 100, 100, or 100,000 pounds, pounds, I think. Yeah. They said, basically, by 5 p.m. on Friday, like, you need to rescind this, otherwise we're going to, you know, seek legal action. And Keith Pelly basically said... Like seek legal action on these nuts. And it's like the whole, the whole <laughs> wasn't the whole fucking point Bo, that you guys Bofa <laughs> at gmail.com at dpworldtour.com. It's like wasn't the whole point you guys want to play less golf, right? And like not you know uh, not TC, we're gonna get to there because that so might not be true. That's the last uh, thing for that I want to read into the record from Sally is. Uh, oh, we got to give the the context on Pat Perez. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so Pat, Pat Perez, Perez is up on the dais with Brooks and uh, someone else. Well, Patrick Reed, yeah. I think. Um, God, just hitters only up there. And when Patrick Reed's making, you know, like when Patrick Reed's coming off as as the most well spoken guy in in it's the crazy. in the room, that's really saying something. And Bryson also, like surrounded by all these fucking morons, like Bryson is coming across as as truly one of the most enlightened cats out there, which is which is terrible for everybody. Pat Perez is up there again. They're all bending over backwards, looking for all these reasons that they they just hadn't. No choice but to take this money. If somebody has to take this money, I, it better be me, I guess. Like, I'll do it. If you're, if you're going to make me, I'll do it. And Pat Perez is talking about how one year he was, I think, 116th in the FedEx Cup going into uh, the Jersey event, the first event at uh, whatever it was, the Barclays or whatever it was called then, and how his wife went into labor, and there was no choice for him to get back, to be back at the at the birth of his son. His only option was to take a $150,000 private flight. There was no other option to get back. Uh, and he just, he couldn't do it. So he I had to suck on had it. Had to suck on it and just play. <laughs> and I played well, kept, you know, kept my card. By the way, any year, if you're 116 in the FedEx Cup going into the first, like, you're going to keep your card for sure. And even if not, like, that is your choice, homie. Like, the PJ Tour is not making you try to get to the Deutsche Bank championship. Like you are fuck off, man. Fuck I, off. I, I believe that. now it's the Northern trust. Sure. Okay. Sure. But I mean, yeah, I think Solly probably had some, had some stuff to Abe answer in. was saying that he, like he wanted to spend more time with his family. Abe answer doesn't have a family. <laughs> well, no, he's, he might have a big extended family, like, you know, brothers and sisters or parents or whatever. But like, I, to my knowledge, he's not married. He doesn't have kids, anything like that. Same with Bryson. 
Well, I, I honestly, just crazy. I'll give Bryson some credit. I thought his when he announced he was doing this, he's like, it's a business decision. Totally. And that's basically what these guys could all say. I, I just wonder why, like, the Brookses and Pat Perez was really hostile up there. Why don't they just go with the... Why don't they just shrug it off? You know, they could easily just shrug it. Like the, I don't know. I don't uh, think the, Brooks knows how to. The combative, defensive, insecure vibe is just like, it's a horrible look for the people paying you, and it's a horrible look for you. It, I don't understand it. It's literally the it, the playbook is right in front of you. In, yeah, man. In Dustin Johnson. And, yeah. like, if you can stomach it and just say, like, oh, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Like, they're not going to keep asking you follow-ups. You even already saw how much softer the questions were in Portland than they were in London. Right. And they're going to be the same, like New Jersey's going to be the same thing. But to your, to your point on like the whole, it's a business decision. I think that's what, like, I don't know. I sound like a cheese dick, but I think that's what disillusions me about all of this so much is like, we're not talking about businesses though. We're talking about like a professional sport where the whole goal is supposed to be like trying to be the best in the world and trying to win tournaments and all of that stuff. And I, I'm never telling somebody how to feel, and if they don't see it that way, and if the number one goal for them truly is, like, I just want to make as much money as possible, that is the goal, I would never tell somebody, like, not to do this. Like, that's your decision to go make, but as we have kind of said repeatedly as a fan, like, why the fuck would I care about this? Yeah. Why would I tune in to, like, watch some fake event as you're constantly, like, telling me it's real? And my pushback to, to Bryson... Uh, if he said that, if he said that to me, I'd say, well, that's a short-term business decision because, like, we're, we're going to get to the OWGR stuff, and we're going to get to like <laughs> this could be like a critically stupid, short-sighted <laughs> business decision. And yeah, maybe it's enough money. Maybe it kind of goes with his whole. I'm going to gain sixty pounds, even if I get hurt. I'm going to get it now. Totally right. And, and then and I'm going to retire and go do science or whatever he's going to do. Listen, that <laughs> science. He's going to do science projects. He's going to do, do experiments. Uh, and that again is not a. I'm not in a position to tell anybody to sure. not do that. Right. If that's how you want to look at it, by all means. But again, like, there's this weird, weird, weird corner of the internet and the people who have tuned into this and the people who are on site at this that like almost think it's like no, no, no. It's black and white. Like, you don't get it. Like, he's playing less events for more money. Like, it's it's totally absolves him of this decision. Like, of course. It, it's great. I'm like, dude, I was I was saying this to you guys earlier. Like, imagine if Dak Prescott came up and was like, you know, I don't really want to practice, and I'm not really into all these games. Uh, I, I don't, Also, I don't, I don't like getting hit. Like, I, yeah, I don't like getting hit. I don't like all this stuff that comes along with playing professional football. So I'm going to go to this Saudi startup NFL league, and or just start, Saudi startup football league. But DJ, I was going to go play DJ, over there for four or five it. years. You don't get it. The NFL does business with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coca-Cola does business I'm with Saudi I'm sure Arabia. that the reaction to that would be a very, very, very chilled out, like, well, it's a great business decision for him and his family. Yeah. Like, fuck off, guys. So just last thing from Sally here uh, on, on Pat Perez, quote, let's not let Perez <laughs> off the hook. He, his go-to reason for joining the Live Tour was that he missed the birth of his son because he had to play a PGA Tour event. Does he understand how this contract works? Does he think he can? He's just going to be able to skip these events when he doesn't want to play. Which is the whole other thing, man. They got fourteen events next year. Like my pushback to that would be, maybe they're thinking like, oh, well, we know when these events are, and so sure. like in Perez's example, it's like, oh, I didn't, you know, like the the playoffs and stuff pops up and totally. you get asked to do you like, or I'm behind this year, so if I want to keep my card, I have to play like we were just talking about. It's it's grind season. I got to play the last six events in the dog days before the Wyndham. And, and then, to the tour's credit, like they've they've 
kind of solved that, right? Like if you're if you're one of the top seventy guys, you don't have to play. You're not going to have to play the fall anymore. Yeah, I think I think part of the the whole family less golf thing is, hey, I'm not going to have to go grind on the Champions Tour or go grind until I'm fifty. I'm not sure how old Pat Perez is. I think he's forty six or forty seven. Okay. He said he had like a three. Basically, his contract takes him up until when he would want to play the Champions Tour, and then he's like, yeah, and then I'd love to go play the Champions Tour. <laughs> Well, it's like, but I, but I guess now it's kind of like, yo, like you don't have to play anything. You can just shut it down. Right. Hang out at Silverleaf. It's kind of, that's kind of my whole thing. It's like, if you don't want to play, just don't fucking play, man. Like, yeah. Nobody's, they wanna have nobody's their, making you. They want to have their cake and eat it too. You know, <sighs> part of it is like, it's going to, like, it's going to work on some, on some level. Right. It's kind of like a, it's like some sort of a sideshow. It's kind of like, um, no, you know what it reminds me the most of it? it very random example is when I, I was living in San Francisco and starting in 2012, right when Uber came on the scene and you're basically just, they were giving away like rides all over town and just, it's going to work. Yeah, it's a startup. It, it was, yeah. It's so, so much cash was going into just getting me to use the platform and just getting me, oh God, yeah, I'll, Come on, I mean, $3 I mean, to, get, shit, that to was, get across. That's been their model the for, peninsula, hell for yeah. the last 10 years, right? So, and How was you, your Uber situation in Moline this week? Well, no, but then the Rust bill comes out to. 2002 <laughs> The only on. difference here being the Saudis still aren't trying to run a business. They, this is a brand marketing play, right? So, like, Deej, when you say, like, oh, the business model's not going to work in five years, it's not so much if the business model works in five years, it's if they get bored or not. Right. Or if, like, the one guy running the, the PIF says, like, ah, this is not a great use of our money to get Western businesses to invest in our new cities. We're going to stop doing this. That's, that's really the only risk, right? Like they don't have to make it financially viable. So totally. that, that means it will be around. It's going to be around period. No, well, they like the PIF does have certain, you know, just like my vision fund 2030, <laughs> it, it has certain like, you know, thresholds you have to meet for return on investment. And they're going to try to sell like, they're going to try to sell these franchises. They're going to try to sell each team. Los Fireballs. Yeah. So Fireballs. Uh, Carlos Slim <laughs> you know, coming to the so, party. You know, like, it's like team-wise, you know, the four aces finished first. Stinger, the all the South African guys finished second. And then all the, all the Latin speakers, Ortiz, Answer, Garcia, and the college kid, Eugenio Lopez, Shakara, uh, finished third. Just ahead of my guys from Torque, and uh, you know, and and it's like Grace, like he he didn't even like he's played thirteen events this year outside of Live. He's made five cuts. He doesn't have a single top ten this year, and he's and he's beating this field. And it's like, all right, like anybody, you know, people are gonna argue. Well, like yeah, there's more good players on the way. Yeah, we've heard all sorts of rumors because they're floating. Like it's it's irresponsible how many rumors they're floating about guys. Like, which, which just to illustrate that there was there was one more from Solly that uh, I can read here. He said, uh, "Quote: Talk to a player this week that has had quote zero conversations with Liv, who was receiving congratulations from multiple players for signing his sixty million dollar deal with Liv. They're fanning the flames, that's circulating every possible rumor that they can. Meaning like." I don't know if it's live. I don't know if it's people, if it's players. I don't They're know who it is. They're flooding the zone. They're absolutely like this player that's all. They've got Woj and Shams and Windhorst. <laughs> yeah. Why would players do that? Why would players be texting this what's guy? What's going on with Congratulations. Patrick Cantlay? Yeah. What's, what's going on? What's going on what's in going Jupiter? On? What's, what's going, going on in Jupiter? Huh. Daniel Berger. What's going on there? What's going on with yeah, Daniel Berger? Very strange. Daniel, Ber Daniel Berger WDs from the John Deere Classic. Daniel, Daniel Berger has a John Deere logo on his oh. golf bag. 
Hmm. Why would he do that? A lot of people say he had a back injury. Maybe he wanted to go fishing. Maybe he wanted to go fishing. Speaking Wrong. of speaking of John Deere, though, does he always miss the John Deere Classic? Uh, I don't think so. The ex- why would he? Who do that? is the official equipment partner of of Pinehurst Resort? Who is a partner that I would like to give a final shout out to Please. tonight? Hold on, let me find it. God, that, Neil, that was a solid level segue. That was good, right? I thought that right was good. There. The uh, North South Amateur was this weekend. The North South Amateur was this weekend. Shout out to Luke Clanton. For winning the 122nd North-South Amateur last week, beating Tommy Morrison one up with five birdies and an eagle on Pinehurst number two. So, sounds like he was firing at pins, like absolutely flagging stuff, which really? is not what you're supposed to do on uh, at Uncle Donnie's place. It Unless was, you can. It was two, Unless it was you can. two pre, uh, pre-collegiate players, two juniors yeah. in the finals this year, which is a, a rarity. North uh, South is no. sweet. That's one of those one of those little corners. Of the I think longest to, running yeah. uh, amateur. All the hitters, all yeah. the hitters have it's, won that it's, one. Uh, Menace is only there. Yeah. Um, and then shout out to uh, to Pinehurst hosting the USGA's inaugural U.S. Adaptive Open. That's coming up July 18th uh, at Pinehurst number six. Have you guys played six? No, I haven't played six I either. Have not. I hear it's the one of the hardest ones out there. I don't know. We'll six, find out. Maybe six or seven. Uh, we got to get there and what, play six. Ellis Maples, I think. I'm not sure. But it's, I think it's the one you can see from number nine on Pinehurst number two hmm. uh, back there in the corner. Sure. So anyway, that's that's July 18th. Cody, uh, our very own Cody McBride will be out there uh, hopefully making some content or doing some Instagram stuff. Uh, so that's coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, and with the U.S. Open coming back to Pinehurst in 2024, I think it's a great time to book a trip probably for 2023 or beyond. I think they're uh, they're loaded. When are you going to be there next? This days. fall? Uh, I think spring. We're, oh, spring. Yeah, spring. we're working on That's an event right. for this spring. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, go to pinehurst.com. Uh, you can check out Pinehurst nine courses and, of course, the cradle and thistle do. A lot going on at Pinehurst. I think they just broke ground on the new uh, USGA oh, yeah. um, headquarters, too, uh, last week. So uh, yeah, pinehurst.com. Shout out to Pinehurst. It's right. going to be a place for the USGA to do some hashtag testing. For sure. That's right. The it, testing. It, it, let's roll that shit back, baby. Somebody mentioned that the other day, and we do not have to get into it, but... Like, how quiet is all that stuff? Like, all the live shit is going off like crazy. Like, nobody's even talking about the fact that areas of interest and all that stuff is just getting ramped up even more. It's, like, all that stuff's going to come due pretty quick. We're going to have a, probably a bunch of equipment changes. But, well, and we've got the, the uh, open. I'd have to go to live. The I can't open at St. Balls. Andrews, you know, with, like, like, I think the best thing that could happen in the game of golf would be, like, no wind at St. Andrews. <laughs> somebody goes 59, 59 and in the somebody weekend. shooting, like, 57. And it'd be like, we can't play major championships at St. Andrews anymore because shit's gotten so out of control. Yeah. Which it sounds like, you know, and I doubt they're going to go with what they've laid out. Like they're just setting the, setting the boundaries or setting the battle lines. But like based on what they've laid out, it sounds like it's kind of a 1992, 1993, like pre titanium, you know, starting point there. And then they're trying, you know, and, and minimum spin rates and minimum driver head, you know, like, Lower the driver head size by 100 cc's or 130 cc's. Yeah, um, I don't know. know. Wait, I, I think I, I think Peter Uline's dad stepping aside probably has some <laughs> some bearing. Uncle on, Wally. Yeah, Uncle Wally. Uh, he was he was probably the most vociferous guy saying, "Hey, we're going to sue you. We're going to sue you." The USJ. He's kind of stepped aside. There you have so, it. So we'll see. Uh, TC, I, I do. Before we move on to some of this OWGR stuff, um, I think. I want to miss you some condolences for Paul Casey. World number 26. What a cunt. Uh, has joined <laughs> Liv. What a historic, former, historic. Former UNICEF ambassador. Historic pussy. Um, 
you know, <laughs> sat out the Saudi events on principle, decided <laughs> that, that didn't really like those principles. You know what? I reconsidered. I, I thought about it from the other side. And uh, and he will be he, the newest. If I was golfer. them, I'd want me to play. Uh, I hurt my back. Spinal. <laughs> and uh, he will be playing at the uh, next event, which is at Trump National Bedminster, uh, up by where uh, my wife's from. Up How about there that? in uh, northern New Jersey. Um, you guys going to go? Uh, no, we will. We will not be here. We will be. We'll be on tourist sauce. Uh, July 29th and 31st. Grab your tickets. They're selling out. It's uh, just like Chess Fest. It's it's a uh, standing room only. DJ, any final thoughts? I, I want to give you the floor here on the OWGR stuff. Nothing on Paul Casey really, other than you know I, I think a couple players. I think JT uh, mentioned this on the podcast last week. That feels like it was a hundred years ago now. <laughs> Five years ago, six days ago. I think JT mentioned the Jimmy Dunn piece, which I can't remember if that was in golf.com or golf digest where that was, but Jimmy Dunn, just historic golf guy has, has been around historic and, alpha, really yeah. just kind of a cro- like just just kind of known, been, known alpha across industries, both, both amateur and professional. I thought he absolutely detonated people in the face uh, with his quote in there. That was basically like nobody who has it has gone and maybe a couple of the guys used to have it. A couple of the guys, most of the guys never had it, uh, but nobody that has it has gone to this thing, and I, I certainly would add Paul Casey to the Which scrap is, heap there I mean, of those people. A, a drive-by on TC and his, his DJ take, oh, he, the best he, golfer of all he time. He had it. He had it. He just doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. Did you guys see the thing from the Greenbrier? Oh, the, the, with the, the reeds? reeds? God. <laughs> Who? That shirt, was that race cars on his shirt? <laughs> I couldn't tell. I, I was like rewinding it to see what was on his Incredible. shirt. Incredible. I mean, we might have to, to you know, maybe I've, cop that for the NLU Pro Shop. I, sure I, we, I smell a, like hotcakes. I smell a Jim Justice, Lady J. The Jim Justice. Third leg, Greg, collaboration coming. One hundo P is going to get in on this live money somewhere. Like Jim Justice will will be involved. That man, he will be deposed that, in the eventual lawsuit. What, what do they call it? Pork roll in like legislation. <laughs> pork barrel. <laughs> pork barrel. He, that guy knows pork barrel when he sees it. He's like, ooh, pork, baby. He's pork, he's, pork he's, roll. Neil's been spending too much time in, in New Jersey. Yeah. He's he's Taylor Ham. He sees an earmark opportunity. Well, you, yeah, why don't you just earmark me some of those funds? We you, can do an event here next year. You can read my lips. We will see. Prediction, hot take, we will see Jim Justice passing out cash in the grandstands at a live event in within five years. That's my prediction. Rials. Yeah, that's possible. I no, do want to give a lash out to uh, Jinichiro Kozuma for his solo sixth finish. Finished ahead of Taylor Gooch, Matt Wolf. Watch him now. He's going to go down the leaderboard. Yeah. Bryson, Can, consider, Gabe Answer. Consider him shouted out. I, I would actually like to drive by Matt Wolf just a little bit too as he was talking about how, <laughs> you know. go back to college. Yeah, basically just like, this is bullshit, man. I, I haven't really enjoyed like being a pro golfer. It's dude, like, dude, I, I, I feel you. That sounds like it sucks. I would love to go back to college I would too. love that. That sounds like an experience yeah. everybody that graduated from college had when they were 25. Like, man, this kind of sucks. I got to go to work <laughs> and make money. <laughs> And, and again, I just kind of want to go back and do keg stands. That'd, and it, be, that'd be cool. And yeah. it, again, I, I point out fully his decision to, if you have an opportunity, Neil, if somebody knocked on your door and said, Neil, I'll pay all your bills, I'll five X your salary. And you can just go back to Columbia and get blacked out. Like I would, you know, I would support you to make that decision uh, on your own to do that. But I don't have to think it's a good decision. Sure. I don't have to be like, wow, Neil's really got his shit together. Like, that's awesome what he's doing. Especially like, when I'm said, really, I'm really proud of Neil yeah. for making that decision. <laughs> Especially when said person like 
like admittedly hates playing golf and says he doesn't want to play golf in like five years. But the, it's just all of it, man. The like, oh, I can't see my instructor because he lives in California. It's just it's too hard. It's like, well, maybe you don't have to live in Florida. Like that's that's a choice that you made. It's just a lot of guys reckoning with choices that they've yes. made. And I you hate when that happens. You hate when the, the yeah. How'd you get yourself so deep in this so soon, man? What? You just like, hate, hate when the consequences of people's decisions come back to come back to get them. You hate that. Uh, uh, all right, so OWGR stuff. How do you want to set this up, Deej? I think that it just it kind of hit me this week. I think that like that that kind of seems like the only question that matters for a lot of reasons. It's it might be the silver bullet right now, the smoking gun. If well, the smoking gun would be it already happened. So it's the silver bullet. <laughs> and, it and, hasn't happened. And yet. before you like, I think before we get it get too deep into it, I think it's worth noting that like it seems like their strategy. Who's they? Like third leg Greg in the game. It seemed like their strategy may be just A, just go through the courts, and then B, like make the argument that the OWGR is no longer relevant if these guys get held out of it. Possibly. And I would love to I would love to discuss and unpack all of those decisions. We're gonna operate under the assumption here that these guys care about the majors. Yeah. Right? Because that's where some of this breaks down. And admittedly, like if if you tell me like, no, 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 well, they just don't care about playing the majors or they don't care about you know, any of this stuff, then like I have no refute to that, no rebuttal to that. Like if, yeah, then you should leave and go play this, you know, events where they pay you way more and there's no pressure and you don't even have to play well. It's like, so sounds fun. like a great idea. So yeah, fun. These guys are just having so much fun. They're just, they're, their cheeks hurt from smiling so much. And there's more, and, and there's more guys coming. Cool. Fuck those guys too. <laughs> so, so just to start at the beginning, the current status of kind of the, the state of play, where where we're at. DJ got in the thread game on Twitter. <laughs> well, you have to at some point. He's, That's the thing is like. He's threading out his thoughts. Talking to sources. Well, you try to. Eight you, ways to become a creative like me. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. It's in my draft. It's, no, you try to do these things one tweet at a time and you just end up arguing with For sure. dipshits the whole day. So just a lot of people, I, I tweeted like very complicated thoughts and they're like, well, you know that Phil's already qualified for the Masters next no, year. I'm in, like, oh, I never considered that. I was like, do you think I just wrote all that without knowing how this, how this works? Like, yeah, no wonder all the shit breaks down. The Anyways, <laughs> so live a golf, uh, this is going to be very rudimentary, right? Live golf events do not have world ranking points. Why is that a big deal, Neil? Uh, because world ranking points dictate who gets into the majors. That's exactly right. Do you know the cutoffs for those? So not to set you up. Top, top 50. Get into the Masters at yeah. year end and also the week before the Masters. If you're in the top 50, you're in the Masters. If you're in the top 60, you get in the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think British Open, I think, is top 50 as well. And top 100, get into the PGA. And that's the same for the WGCs, top 60. Right, but those have mostly gone away at yeah. this point. But, but for, for match play, like, yes, that's how it works, right? They, uh, the PGA 64 goes off of OWGR. Yeah, 64, yeah. yeah. Okay. I would imagine these guys are banned from those events sure. now anyways, but... There are many other ways to get into majors, which we don't have to get into. Many people know this. The, the Open Championship. The Open Qualifying yeah. Series. Yes. For instance, there is Open Qualifying. There's a lot of loopholes. we got to close the loopholes. There's Open Qualifying at the U.S. Open. You can go to a local qualifier, sectional qualifier. There's Open Qualifying for the British Open. Uh, Masters, you can win the U.S. Am. You can do sure, you could get... I would love to see any of these guys get their amateur status back. I yes. think that would be a pretty rich, rich situation. They're, they're getting an NIL deal from the Saudis. Yes, Exactly. But I think one of the sick. one of my like favorite things about all of this was it just seems like Liv is approaching all the world ranking stuff very much from the point of, well, either A, we'll just figure that out when we get there, or B, 
if we have all the best players, like it's not gonna be how can deal. they stop us from having ranking points? Right. Question for they basically they have to apply for a status as a tour to get to be qual to for their tour to qualify for world ranking points. They do, and there's a whole process that they have to go through, which except the, if you're PGA Tour China. Well, yes, but also PGA Tour China. Hold that question. Yeah. Hold all your questions till the end. Hey, don't don't throw them off. What about uh, China guys? <laughs> what's just a true what about China? But it's a good point. Remind me when we get to the one year waiting period, because okay. that's when PJ Tour China comes in. So, god damn it, don't do that to me. <laughs> have they applied for status <laughs> you have, yet? You have to wait a year to join. So there's like the OWGR, but you don't have to wait a year to, to buy a gun. How about that? How PJ? about that? How about your comments? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm all over the place now. Have they applied as a league? So the last we heard from Norman on this, unless I missed it somewhere this week, was that he said they were going to apply the Monday after the U.S. Open. Reporting with some hashtag sources, I don't know that that's true. Maybe it is at this point, but at least earlier in the week, I don't think that that was true. I would never suggest that Norman would say something and then do the opposite. That would be far be it for me to, to suggest that, but that could be going on. So let's, let's operate on the assumption that they did apply. Yes. Uh, one... Are they in compliance? Not even close. Okay. There's what, like, what is compliance? There's like 15 different things. And a lot of this is the number of holes you play. Like the OWGR says you have to play 72 hole events. They say you have to have a cut. They say you have to have a minimum of 10 events, which they don't have. They say you have to have a minimum field size of 75 or something like that. They say you have to have a Q school. They say you have to like, there's a number of things that they do not hit. Okay. And so a lot of that is like, yes, maybe you can make an argument and you could squint on some of this stuff and, and maybe try to possibly, you know, connect the dots, but like something like the, what do they call it? Their international series on the Asian tour. Yeah. They might try to say like, Oh no, no, no. That's like that's, feeder team. that's part of it. Like yeah. those events are, are part of it. So that brings like our average field size up. Mm -hmm. But if that was the case, then like, like there's no real connection between live and the Asian tour other than just like the PIF funds everything okay right so and, and they would have to have some sort of framework around who gets into what events like, right because otherwise they're just random 48 guy invitationals yeah so there's arbitrarily a, there's a lot of nitty-gritty to get into but just suffice it to say like they're not even close okay. right now and so a lot of one of the other big things is that once you are in compliance you have to wait one year you have to basically be in compliance for a year and what okay. i don't understand is if that is like if you have to literally prove it for a year or if you have to say like, this is our roadmap for the next year. And if you're in compliance, if you, if you check all those boxes, maybe that counts as your year. As TC said, what about China? I think there, <laughs> there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, a, a kind of like conundrum about PJ tour China. A lot of people, this is like always kind of the silver bullet. When you talk to like people in the know, they're like, Oh no, 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 no. Like we got them. The PJ tour skipped the waiting period for China. So if they make us do a waiting period, like we can say it's anti-competitive. I think if I, if I'm, I, this is a total guess and I'm hand up so far out of my depth on all the legal stuff as, as you guys are, I know, but I think it probably would be different if it is the PGA tour and the China golf tour, which are both like sanctioned OWGR things coming together and starting a new series rather than just a brand new thing coming out of left field like the fucking Kool-Aid man through the wall and saying like, no, 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 no. Trust us. We're dialed. Like, we're not yeah, yeah. we're not waiting a year. We're going right. And we have 40 nations ready to roll right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to go well. 
Okay. Like, I don't think they say like, yeah, we're going to waive the one year. So waiting period. let's operate under the assumption that their waiting period starts, say, beginning of next year, 2023. And, Meaning, and the, the only reason I say that would be they announced this week, which has to be like them trying to get closer to compliance for OWGR stuff, that they're going to go to 14 events next year instead yeah. of eight. Right. So, so the what's minim- the minimum? The minimum is 10. Okay. So if they're clearly like trying to get closer to that slash, like trying to take over men's pro golf. Uh, so they're going to 14 next year. So let's say that they fix all the other shit or yeah. all the other shit somehow goes away, which it won't just on, you know, there's, there's still no cut. There's fields still aren't big enough. There's still no Q school. There's still like all that stuff. Let's say they fix all that. Let's give them the, the biggest benefit of the doubt possible and say that they fix all of that by the start of next year. And let's say that they prove compliance for all of next year. And let's say that that counts as their one year waiting period, which I don't even know if it would. Or if it would it really be like a two-year window. You know what I mean? Yes. Let's say that all that stuff happens. The guys who are currently on live, now that they've basically been banned from the PJ Tour and from the DP World Tour and from all these other places, like basically the two main sources where they're going to get the most world ranking points, are going to sink like a fucking stone in the world rankings over the next 12 months, it, 18 months. And the OWGR takes into account Basically, your tournament record over the past two years, but it's weighted towards recency. Yes. So it goes for, I think it's a 13-week period okay. where it, it's full points. Basically. Everything in that 13, the 13 most recent weeks is full points, right? But once you get outside of that, it, things it, basically start to depreciate. Yes. Is that your 13 most recent events or just the 13 most recent weeks? I think it's 13 weeks. Okay. So things start because it's a two-year window, right? So it's not like the two-year window yeah. is different for everybody. Yeah. So the 13 weeks, once that hits, your points start to depreciate. Because yeah. if you stop playing, just yeah. you're going to gonna, you're gonna fall yeah. if you're just not competing. So just to put it into perspective, Phil, <laughs> it's funny that the last event he played was the Saudi event before his, his yeah. break. The last place where Phil earned world ranking points was the Saudi event. I think he was like 38th. 34th something like that in the world and then he didn't play for five months so i bring that up because just to show what happens when you don't (laughs) you don't get points there's two ways to get points right it's not like you just fall down by not playing although you do because your points depreciate also anybody who's behind you who does amass points moves past you right that's fairly obvious so when you're not playing like you're just going to get lapped so Phil, over those five months of not earning any points, I think dropped to like, what is he now, 84, something like that. So he basically dropped 50 points in five months. Yeah. Which I'm just teasing it out. And like, if all of these guys are not playing PJ Tour events, they're not like, basically what they have left is the Open, which will be big points in a couple of weeks. And then like question mark for the rest of the year, right? Like they all said they don't want to play any more events. They all said, like, I'm, I just want to spend more time with my family. Are they going to Asian tour events to try to keep their rankings up? Now they're playing more than... Now, yeah. Now they're, now they're, they're tra- traveling. They're traveling more, too. Yeah, and not spending time with their family. I think the the best example you gave in your, your Twitter thread was, was Tiger. Yeah, which is, yeah. Walk me through that one. Okay, so Tiger, obviously, has he's another good example of somebody who has uh, battled injuries. <laughs> I would say, uh, over the last couple of years. So after the Memorial uh, in 2020, he was 14th in the world. He finished uh, T40 at the Memorial in 2020. He was 14th in the world, right? And so you got to think behind that, he's got a the 2019 Masters. He's got like he's got the Zozo win. He's got the Tour Championship. Uh, right? I think that was 18. 18. But maybe okay. that's still on there, depending on the, how the calendar falls. So he's got like 
to borrow a phrase, some big dick events and and some allegedly and well, some horses that, in the back. I think the Masters counts in, he's, that, he's, in that BDE category. He's still got some stuff, even though it's losing, you know, sure weight. He's still got some good points behind him. He was number fourteen in the world after that memorial. After now today, like after you know, two years about, he is number nine hundred and forty three. It doesn't take long. It it does not take long. Another Tiger example. I think I looked up that. I forget the time frame, but Tiger was 22, I think 22 in the world after the 2020 U.S. Open, I think it was. And it basically took him, even with a little bit of playing, he made a cut at the Masters, and I, I think that was about it. He, uh, It took him about 30 weeks to drop outside of the top 100. So again, it's fleeting. It, it's, it's fleeting, and it's going to go really freaking fast. And so... The only reason that that matters is, I guess, from a sponsor perspective, a lot of these guys are, if they have existing contracts, are probably bonused on world rankings. Like, it's not like the sponsors are just going to be like, oh, sorry, you joined a new league. Like, cool, we'll adjust that for you. Well, it's it's like world rankings and starts. Yeah. And both of those things. So, like, I because that that's one element of this that I've been curious of is, like, you know, seeing Brooks rock up in a Nike hat. It's like right in Nike's backyard. It's like, <laughs> man, like, for, like, maybe the wokest... <laughs> you know, apparel company out there. That well, they've also been known, though, to stick with guys in controversy. Like, they were the only sponsor to stick with Tiger. Yeah. But right? also, like, Rory so and Tiger are their guys, yeah. I mean, too. in some yeah. ways. And, and Rory yeah. and Tiger are both fucking livid. At, sure. At, 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 yeah. At a guy like Brooks, I would think that they would side with Rory and Tiger. You would yeah. think. I, so let's I go agree. through, because this is all, this conversation specifically is all around what happens to these guys with for the majors, yeah. right? And we'll get to maybe discussing what the majors are thinking about doing as organizations. But right now, specific guys' exemption statuses. Well, we'll so we'll before with- before we get there, sorry. Where all of this is going to get hung up and where it's important to talk about this is with the OWGR board, okay. right? Because what's going to happen is Liv is going to bring their uh, application for and say, Neil, we would love... Uh, world ranking points, please. And then Neil's going to take it to the OWGR mm. board, which first of all, the board can look at like the application process. I, I'm pretty sure if I'm reading kind of the guidelines, right, is undefined. Like what if it takes him two years to review the application, right? Like what if, uh, I don't know how that. Neil lost it on the, <laughs> yeah. way, on the way to the office. I, I don't know how that's going to go, but watch watch this space for that. What if they're not Fireballs fans? <laughs> exactly. So they would then come back and say, like, okay, you need to change this, 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 and this. We're not going to approve you until you do. Blah, blah, blah. You can go back and forth a little bit on, you know, how that works. And then let's say eventually it comes to a vote, right? There's seven voting members. And I know this is all very tedious and procedural, but it is important. There's seven voting members on the OWGR board that would have to have a majority, thumbs up, thumbs down for this. The cabal. So Jay Monahan is one of them. Keith Pelly, DP World Tour. Keith, don't call me Scott. Keith, don't call me Scott. <laughs> Pelly. Augusta National has a seat. The Riddler. The USGA has a seat. Shout out to Mike Wan. PGA of America has a seat. Shout out to Seth Waugh. And the RNA has a seat. And the f- seventh seat is uh, kind of like a collection. It's I think it's called the International Federation of PGA Tours. The, the coalition. The coalition of the willing is, is the seventh seat. So for a lot of the like 
well, Jay needs to recuse himself from this vote. Keith Pelley needs to recuse himself from this vote. Like, yes, sure. I think there's a massive, massive conflict of interest. If this tour gets off the ground, it's going to nuke both of their tours. Like, I would agree with that. They probably should recuse themselves, right? So then you still have five people voting. And then it's literally just up to the majors, yeah. right? So uh, all of this is up to the majors on what they want to do, essentially, right? I mean, let's say that it's just... Pelly and Monahan and the International Federation are voting no, and all the majors vote yes, then that's it. It's in. The majors have decided, like, world ranking points are, you know, our events will be cheapened if these guys are not in the field. So that's how we're going to go. And so I, I am not even wading into, but like, if, what, what yeah. guys should do and what they shouldn't do and, like, not even getting into any of that. I'm just ex- purely explaining, like, here's how it works. And so for all the dipshit responses that are going to be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, they'll just, they got the money. They'll just make it happen. It's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, Mike Wan, here's a billion dollars. Like, vote yes. Like, I'm, I'm sure people's brains well, have been so, I mean, like, with the IOC and poisoned with, with FIFA, to think that that's what's going to happen. It's like you can do that in some What about some China, sports. though? <laughs> it's a great, that's a great point, TC. I hadn't thought about it that way. I do think it's interesting the concept of like guy like the Saudis leaning on Rex Tillerson or, or you know, Augusta like members who are yeah different Augusta members who do business with Saudi Arabia totally could, you know could get interesting like that gets fascinating Gosh, I think backrooms of power I I think if I'm if I'm guessing right now purely a guess I mean I would guess the majors are going to stand with the PJ Tour and with the DP World Tour and vote no at which point then you're going to get all these you know this the people who have these boners for live golf being like, this is bullshit. Then the OWGR is not even a real ranking system. Like this is, this is cheapening everything. Despite the fact that, like you said, Brandon Grace hasn't beaten anybody in, in four months and is out there dominating. Like, I think there's going to be such this idea of like who Dustin Johnson was four years ago, two years from now. Right. And there's going to be this like massive confusion of like how can, he's the best player in the world. How can you not have him in the rankings? Well, and there's all the guys that have their exemptions into these majors. Like those exemptions don't run forever. So let's go through those. Yeah. So, so let's so, say they vote yes, and and the the OWGR starts ticking for them in 2024. Just thought exercise. The year. So by that point, I yeah. I would guess again somebody who's much smarter can fact check me on this, but. By that point, a lot of these dudes have dropped into, what, the 400, 500s in the world, right? So it's going to be a slow climb to to get back. And again, I don't mean to keep pushing this off, but like just... They better win the Singapore Open. When like, just, just to, like, the, the cherry on top of all this stuff, as I understand it, is now Liv has, like, signed these extended contracts with all these dudes who are going to fall off an OWGR cliff so that even if they do get points two years from now, a year and a half from now, whatever... Now you've got these tiny fields yeah, and all these guys whose rankings fucking stink who are just going to be like dra- just dragging down the strength of field and like not really allowing these guys to even claw back up. It's like they're not even part of the ecosystem. It would be, it, it's basically like a glorified like sunshine tour. Event. Yes, exactly. That's, that's really sick. It's sick. It's yeah. so sick. And so then it becomes Finch like and the boys booby trapped it, man. So then it becomes like, okay, now they need to spend even more money and get the top five in the world, the top 10 in the world to slowly start bringing up the strength of the field. And we're not even going to get into it. Which the timing could work on that because the Perez's and the, and the guys that initially signed on as that first wave by that point want to cash out anyway. Right. Just, you know, so it could, that might be true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
But like, there's also all this other shit that's going on. And this has all been reported. Like all the shit is, there's some stuff you got to kind of like have the right conversations and, and talk to like people who actually know how these things work. But a lot of the shit is just like on the OWGR website. It's just very confusing and it takes a long time to actually suss it out. But what's also interesting, and this has all been reported is I think in August, I think it's for the first playoff event. I could be wrong, but the OWGR is about to change in a really big way with how they do strengths of field. And so anti-corruption, anti-manipulation. <laughs> yes. And so basically what that is means is Solly could explain this much better than I can, but there are minimum first place points that like the European tour gets and each of these, you know, the Asian tour and, and flagship events, Japan tour and all these events get like these minimum points now. Uh, even if they're not meeting the strength of field, which is right. what allows the manipulation that we see in the WGCs, places like that. Alleged. <laughs> so what's going to end up happening now is like, and, and then it also works where it's so top heavy. So like if you have the top, you know, if you have number one and number four in your field at the John Deere classic, it brings the John Deere strength of field up massively. Sure. And so what it's going to do instead is basically look at much more holistically at like, no, 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 like what's the actual the depth. depth of field. And so that's going to hurt things like the tour championship, which is only 30 guys, right? So like those 30 guys also playing in, you know, the, the first playoff event, Memphis, right? Like obviously Memphis should have a much stronger strength of field, right? And I don't necessarily think that's how it works now because, yeah. You know, it's not as weighted, yada, yada, yada. It's, so, it's like the Hero World Challenge has way too many world ranking points, and there's like 22 guys in the field. Right. Or 18 guys in the field. And if you remember, the world, the Hero World Challenge, which is a great example of something that's like, wait, wait, how the fuck does that yeah. have world ranking points? I, My read on that is it took them a really long time to get them. If you remember, they did that tournament for yeah. a number of years before they before they did get those points, which I have to think is probably some of this back and forth OWGR, like, approval process and then uh two it's also like a co-sanction it's sanctioned by the pga tour right which is <laughs> which is different so you're, you're probably screaming a couple things if you're a very particular person you're probably screaming a couple things at your speakers right now one pga tour has no cut events that's very true they also have like 37 or 38 like cut events like full field cut events this is a tour that's basically trying to be exclusively no cut events with, with less than 72 holes with less than 72 holes. And that's the other thing is you probably are saying like, well, they have, they had give 54 hole events at you know, the fucking sunshine tour or the Asian development tour or any of those stuff. You can go, go click through. I think there was another one that, that allowed them to, but they're all like massively kneecapped at the amount of points they're able to get. They basically have a max amount of points because they're labeled a developmental tour. Right. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and at some point it's like, you do have to basically create a, like a delineation. Otherwise it's like, yeah, like the seminal pro members getting world ranking points or the JP McManus pro am this week is getting world ranking points and it's not. You right. Know? It, I kind of thought it was, I thought that's where you're going for a second. Oh, I was like, no. Oh fuck man. I didn't, <laughs> I missed that. Uh, but yes, that's like exactly it. Right. Where it's like, how can you say Dustin Johnson's not one of the best players in the world? It's like, well, he's playing in the JP McManus pro am man. Like, that's not a like the system has to be consistent somewhere. Like you can't you can't just make it up as you go. And the Randy would love it, but it can't just be an eye test out there on, on what these things are. So sorry, that's a lot of no, no, that's it's a lot of explanation. Yeah. So that takes us to the next question. 
which is what happens at the majors the next couple of years. Yes. Right. What are what are what are the specific exemption statuses of some of the top? Because live you players? could argue that the Masters is, is an already limited field. Would they willingly kneecap their own strength of field? Right. By taking these guys out. Yeah. But in I, the public view, because it's when you don't have a you know a, like certain guys. Well, I think I, I'm just thinking about this now, but I think the Masters could get away with like both banning the OWG, like not banning, but voting down the OWGR points and, and exempting, and exempting past the past champions, champions right? right? It guys, keeps their yeah. field size the yeah. same. So a lot of these guys are like, and that all is and going to be... It actually makes their event even more right. strong. Yeah. So like a, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are, you know, a lot of this shit is just going to come up, you know, with what the master says in, in April. And I think... That is just kind of like starting to take shape for me even more, which what, is interesting. What, what, but if, what if they gave an exemption to the captain of each team? <laughs> which that's a complete thing that they could do, right? Like they give exemptions to everybody who makes the tour championship as kind of an arbitrary, like if you're in the top 30 in the FedEx Cup, like you get into the majors. All four guys on the crushers get in because they're they, they're balling out this year. They could totally do that if they wanted to. That would not involve well, ranking fun, points at funny, all. Like, There's a lot of ways to get into majors. There has to be some like, it's like, we were just saying, like, there has to be consistency somewhere in the system, but not at Gus. They're just going to do whatever right. they want, whenever they want. So truly an invitation. Truly. Yeah. So a lot of these guys, I mean, like, let's take Phil, for instance, yes. right? Masters. He's exempt for life. He's won. He's exempt. Well, until he, until, until uh, they tell him uh, that he's not. Yeah. PJ Championship, exempt for life. I think they have kind of a, like, tap you on the shoulder, please don't come back rule, but exempt for life. U.S. Open, because he won the PGA, he's exempt through 2026. Jimmy oh. Walker needs to get that PGA <laughs> on the shoulder. Open Championship, he's exempt through 2026. So Phil, yes, will play. If he if they allow him, Like he'll play all the majors through 2026, no matter what happens to world ranking points. Dustin Johnson, very similar in the Masters for Life, in the PGA through 2025 because of his U.S. Open win. I did all these very quickly, so if I'm wrong on any of these, I'm, I'm probably not wrong by much, but I might be. U.S. Open, similar, 2026, uh, and Open Championship, 2025. Brooks, in the Masters through 2024, in the PGA for life, Open Championship, I think, through 24, and then U.S. Open, I think, is 10 years, so that would be... 29? Yes, I think that's did right. Did he win 2019? I think he did, yes. 20, 28 or 29, whatever yeah. year he won. At some point, the USGA could, could say, all right, we're going to consider sectional qualifiers. Those get world ranking points as well. Sure. 36 whole events and you tack on your local qualifier. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's this slippery slope. Right. And that, that's, standards. that's where all this shit is like, and I cannot say how many times I've been guilty of this as well, but it, it just gets so oversimplified. You're like, well, they should just do this. It's like, well, dog, there's downstream effects of, of doing that. There has to be, it's very boring. It's very, very boring. And the PJ tour is very good at being very boring and very fucking correct about a lot of the policy. procedural stuff. Like yeah. policy stuff is very boring, but it kind of has to exist for a reason. So Bryson similar, he's exempt, you know, and everything through 25. And then I think the U S open through 2030, but here's where it gets interesting. Well, hold on. What about P P's going to fall off the cliff after next year. Right, so he won what the twenty seventeen Masters, twenty eighteen Masters for life. So he's in the Masters for life, but then a five year exemption through everything else. So that after next year, he would not be in anything. Just be at the Greenbrier, exactly. <laughs> be falconry, shooting falcons, probably. Uh, be a dad. <laughs> where it gets really interesting, and I, I'm not being alarmist here. I'm just trying to spell all this out. That like someone like Sergio Garcia in the Masters for life, right? He won that. 
But the PGA, so he won in 17, which gives you a five-year exemption and everything else. That obviously ends this year. So the PGA would end this year. U.S. Open would end this year. Open Championship would end this year, unless he wants to go to qualifying, which all these guys have been such massive bitches about everything <laughs> that, like, do you picture these guys, like, going and showing up at a 36-hole qualifier? 36-hole qualifier? Like, maybe. I don't know. But what if they're so low in the world ranking at that point, too, that they don't automatically get have to locals? To, yeah, they're local. Exactly. So... I think that's interesting just from a pure perspective from many, one from a pure perspective of like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that two weeks from now is the last time Sergio Garcia plays the open championship, which is wild to think about and ditto for Westwood. Who's only in this year because he was on the Ryder cup team, I think. And ditto for, you know, someone like Poulter who was only in there because I think he was top 30 DP world or something like that, which obviously would go away. And then you start looking. And so, so all of this is, it's interesting from like the major championship perspective. Like those guys are good for a really long time, right? Not good forever, but they're good for a really long time. Someone like Abe Answer is not in shit. He's going to be outside the top 50 Gooch. by the time next year starts. He's number 22 now, right? What did I, what did we say? 30 weeks to fall outside of the top 100, roughly. Like he, he's clocks ticking. Smell ya. Uh, Taylor Gooch, he's gone. Even like Louis Oosthuizen, who's been second in everything. He's 21 in the world now. Like. What what's he exempted to? The open? Uh, no, it's ten years is up. Oh shit! See ya. Like, does he? You out of here. So maybe these guys again. There there are many ways to get into majors, but most of them involve playing and, on the PJ Tour it, or the DP World Tour. Like, so that's the current state of of things without the OWGR. And then even when the OWGR kick in, the strength of fields are going to be so. So bad. then the hope for the the live the OWGR OWGR kicking in would be the boon for the second round of defections. Correct. You would think. Right? That's that's the key. Or so then they have to what pay all that upfront money all over again to all these guys. Like I guess maybe they have fact that factored in. Yeah, maybe they know? do. Or maybe yeah. Or or maybe again I'm so far over my head on all the legal stuff, but maybe it becomes quickly apparent that like this is anti competitive and you know, you're not letting in outsiders and blah, 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 blah. Like, that seems to me like it would take a really fucking long time. <laughs> but, like, like I don't get how you can file an injunction and just give them, like, points for the time being or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, it just... How well, about the it fines? seems like there would be precedent with other leagues that they've let into the OWGR right. over the last 40 years. So that's the thing, right? Like, they've made all these other leagues change and say, like, no, 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 you're not there yet. You're not there yet. You're not there yet. Like, so then they it seems like it would be anti-competitive if they, like didn't yeah make if they change. just made an exception to the lift tour like <laughs> right. that would be that would be the outlier yeah i think so, the 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 fines that pelly has like put forth for the non-co-sanctioned pga tour dp world tour uh tournaments where it's like a hundred you know a hundred thousand pounds and that money goes to the other players so who, are, who are the members yeah and norman's basically said we'll float that so if those guys want to rock up to you know, two or three national opens on the DP World Tour. Uh, I mean, P's like, but it's like P's pissed because he's a lifetime member on the European DP World Tour. Which you become a lifetime member if you win a major. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's all that means. So, but he's he's crying foul. He's like, "Yo, I want to take advantage." So of that. all I the play yeah. The Scottish so that's week. why all these guys yeah. are pissed. Is now there's 14 of the top 15 in the world playing the Scottish Open this week, and all these guys are like, "What the fuck? I want to play. You can't just let me not play. What do you mean?" You, you you were serious about you, that? You're going to stab me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So now for all the like victory laps of, you know, 
oh my God, like what a recruiting tool. This looks like so much fun. Like imagine how great a like baller ass Scottish Open this week would be from a, a like where's it at the, the, the renaissance, the renaissance kind of stinks but that's it might be like when beside the when point. uh dale jr won <laughs> you know after his dad died and you know it was like oh dale jr won <laughs> like you know it's kind of like rory winning the canadian open sure in the midst of all this stuff and like, then that leads into the freaking open championship at st andrews so so all of this is I'm to so s- excited all of this is to say like unless you're planning on playing Asian tour events or some other route that like I haven't foreseen, which is certainly possible. These guys, these guys better like ball the fuck out at the open championship because they're not going to get points for a really long time. So it all goes back to the, what we started this conversation with is under the assumption they care about playing in majors. Right. Which again, maybe they don't. And then we don't want them in the majors. If you don't care about being there, then and not only that, the right decision. They're not getting reps. Like they're getting reps against the, 15 of the other guys that are decent, but like they're not getting reps on great golf courses against the best in the world. This idea and, that they're going to, and they're fat and happy yeah, on yeah. these, on these upfront. That, that was fees. Jimmy Dunn's point yes. in the article of like, you know, iron sharpens iron. Like you're, you're not getting the reps. You're not, you're not in the fire. You're not in the cauldron on this tour. Papera shot 80. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. I bet I bet midway through that first round, week, he was like, man, it doesn't matter. Uh, how do you think this is going to be in 18 months? That's where they're they're hanging the, out in Bangkok. And like, yeah, yeah I'm sure they're going to really be just grinding it out. That's ready been for one the of open. the biggest sure. like shocks to me is like, they've set these courses up like really hard. Not very easy. Yeah. And I thought, you know, or they the, stink. It's hard to say. We haven't seen a them in person. shooting 80 is, in a word, iconic. <laughs> But you know, it's just crazy to me that like they're like it's it, it, it's not like they're gonna be more motivated now. I, I know that like first place gets four million bucks, but does four million bucks mean as much to you when you've when you've cleared a hundred and twenty right plus your PGA tour earnings, yeah, you know, and all that stuff. So it, it's just they're holding out a lot of hope for hashtag legal. Yeah. So it's it's very, very, very interesting from a like like you said, maybe they don't care about the majors and that's fine, but like I I just don't in my most optimistic way possible, I don't see how you can like overtake professional golf uh, without by like treating the majors like they don't exist. Sure. And like, you know, like, like the only reason we give a shit about any of these guys is because of what they've done in the major. Yes. Like where's the next, the next crop coming from? Like you think they're, Which you know, some people would argue that, all right, like, isn't that more reason for the tour to accede to this? If the tour does, you know, it's, it's basically admitting that the tour doesn't matter. Maybe, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, but but, the, but it's like the, like the tour seems like a pretty good mechanism by which to select and identify the best players well, in the world who well, get yeah into because the who get into the majors because yeah. consistency is what that's what makes you the best player. Like oh, that, that's I why, agree. Like, I'm Monday just playing devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Back in the day when Jack Nicklaus had to Monday <laughs> into every event, you know, like anyone can get hot for a day. Right? Can you do it for four days or over the course of a season? Maybe Patrick Flavin needs to be. Exempted sure. all the majors, or, or, your, or the Cooney brothers, or, or Nagel. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. So let, well, let's talk a little corn ferry. So there were some changes on the corn ferry. Yeah, a lot of changes on the corn ferry. This is, I think, starting what twenty. I think twenty-four. Yeah, so twenty-four. So basically, the tour is going to go to a system where top seventy guys don't have to play the fall, and there'll be I, what six events. I think that's right. Six and that's like in the your fall for the PGA Tour, like Vegas and Houston and Sanderson, Sanderson, Sea Island, sea Island things of that Fortnite, Fortnite, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, those are to 
solidify, you know, the top, how many guys in that? The top 30 guys or the top? So the top 70 get through to the playoffs. After the playoffs, yeah. their season's done if they want it to be, yeah. right? After that, 71 to whatever, call it 200 or wherever the field kind of runs out, yeah. are all basically jockeying for position for that next, like, 125. So, or not next 125, but until number 125, yeah. right? So the way the priority ranking works is, Neil, seven, using you for all my examples, if you're 71 after... Uh, what would be the Wyndham, or yeah. if Tron's plan is Mr. In, Shorty on the last. If Tron's plan is implemented, possibly the John Deere. <laughs> you're number seventy-one. You would then have to go play the fall to basically like keep your priority ranking where it is. So I I think what's going to end up happening is it's going to be weighted, which sucks. They should do clean slate <laughs> relegation, baby. I think it's gonna be, it'll be some very complex formula that again is very like hard to explain, but probably makes perfect sense kind of a thing uh, for fairness perspective. So like basically you, if, if you're number 71 and Tron is number 150 after the Wyndham, Tron would have to play so much better yes. than you to move up than you would have to play to move down. But you know they would I mean? make it to where the guys could, like if you win, you know, let's say you win the fall, you could get to 70. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah, you go... It actually sounds pretty sweet. It's almost like a, a little kind of sprint, it's a, it sprint sounds race like a good one a good fall series for really you know avid golf fans yeah or like yo you're gonna watch guys playing for their livelihood but yeah. also if you don't want to watch then yeah, just yeah. don't watch and it doesn't affect the more season long race you don't have to play like yeah, yeah. yeah you're one of the top players like you can go play in the big money event the three big money player events that they're gonna do <laughs> three big money classics go play in the australian <laughs> open stuff like that like i'm, I'm hoping that they do a good job of and you won't you know, start behind these. in January. Right. Because, yeah, because that's there's no season going on. It's yeah. where it's like, yeah, there's like, there, there's dudes who, like, they do, they do not want to play in the fall, but they know they have to go to Korea or they have to go to tee it up at Vegas or go to Napa. And and it sucked for the Corn Ferry guys in the past, too, where, like, you just graduated the PGA Tour. So beyond that, that you know, the way it currently works with the Corn Ferry Tour finals is they dump everybody out from the... 125 to 200, so those 75 guys from PGA Tour FedEx Cup standings, so 126 to 200, those guys get dumped into Corn Ferry Tour finals along with the top 75 guys from Corn Ferry Tour regular season, regardless of whether they, you know, including the top 25 guys who, who, who already have their cards, who have already locked up their cards, and then those guys all all square off for 25, uh, 25 more PGA Tour cards, and then. You know, then there's a whole reshuffle and priority ranking. Well, and there's a whole that. zipper system. So, like, you get to 126, and it's like, you know, 120. This is, might not be right. But 126 is a Corn Ferry Tour Finals guy, and then 127 is a PJ Tour guy, and then a Corn Ferry and blah, blah 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 blah. Or no, it's like it's a Corn Ferry Tour Finals guy, and then number one from the Corn right. Ferry regular season, yeah, and then number two from Corn Ferry Tour Finals. And so basically, there's like in an average year, there's like I think what 13 guys from Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, or, I don't know. It's like they did the math where basically like more Corn Ferry guys get through than PJ Tour guys, or vice versa. No, I don't even remember. Vice versa. There's like eight guys or ten. It's like eight to thirteen guys each time they 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 get through from Corn Ferry Tour through finals to get their cards. But then they have to play. They're basically getting dumped right back into the into the season like a week or two after they've they've gotten their card back. A week or two after they're going to Napa to play. <laughs> And then if they don't play well in the fall, they're like fucked for for Q yeah. one outside of then they like, reshuffle down. Yeah, and then, it, and then yeah. like and then basically they're not playing at all until like they'll play Zurich and then they play 
you know, a couple of the weaker events in the spring. Honda. And then they end up playing like, like now they're trying to, you know, you've got the Callum Terrans and the, you know, like Lauer, like they're trying to play seven events in a row to lock up their card and get up into the 125. Yep. It's also, they've moved like the Corn Ferry Tour schedule will go to October. So it'll be, you know, much more January to, they'll still do the international stuff down in Colombia, Bahamas, Panama, all that stuff in kind of Q1. And then they'll they'll basically extend the season out. It'll be 26 events still. and But the, it's going through October instead of end of August now, which basically gives all the guys coming from PGA Tour U, U. which is what, the top five or top ten? Top five get... I think full status on the Corn Ferry Tour, yeah. but and then they'll give more starts then, to the fight, yeah. you know, which that looks pretty freaking good this week. As you know, a homeboy almost wins the John Deere Classic, and then yeah. Pearson Cootie after his win last week, you know, yeah, in Maine, yeah, yeah. comes and birdies the first seven this week, and yeah, yeah. Kind of, and, and kind your of point off. there being like those let, make guys, it easier for young talent to to break out quicker. Yeah, quicker. well, well, so so it's like right now the PGA Tour, you guys are essentially going from. You know, NCAAs, because it's, it's, you know, it's, I think it's exclusively seniors, right? So it's guys who have stayed the whole time. Like the guys that, that aren't staying the whole time, they can make their way and sure. do this Zalatoris thing or do, you know. But the guys that, that, you know, stay the whole time can basically go and, uh, like Ludwig, he'll be like the guy next year. Right. Right. Uh, or in two, either next year or two years. Um, and so basically, those guys right now have to go out and, you know, NCAAs are in May. And then they have to go out and play all summer, you know, June, July, August, right after NCAAs, go out and, and get it done in half the season. Sure. Whereas now the season's going to be a, a lot more concentrated from, you know, June through October. And also, like, that means better courses. That means better conditions on those courses it means in the we- fall. It means weeks off. So, like, yeah. you know, you don't have to go play 14 weeks in a row like a lot of these guys do. There'll be four finals events as well. The finals events will just be souped up points and purses and all that stuff as well. Minimum purse is going up like another two or 300 K those guys from PJ tour. You will have something a lot more closely resembling a full season to earn their card based sure. on that five. Okay. And what I think it also dovetails with, and we kind of skipped over this a little bit or talked about it briefly, but the strategic Alliance, the PJ tour and the European tour, you know, forming their quote, whatever it is, strategic joint venture or whatever it is for, for 13 years. Uh, they're going to give 10 cards to uh, the PJ tour. So if you're finishing the top 10 on the European tour, you now get a PJ tour card if you don't other, otherwise have one. So what it kind of seems like they're doing is just creating like elevating the, like, like I'm elevating I'm the pissed if I'm tour. a DP world tour member. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit pissed. <sighs> yes and no. Like I, I am too, of course, but they, I don't know that you're played like, it for 10 years now. Yeah, necessarily you know, yeah. right. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, what's the cool man? Like what's the alternative? Yeah. Like I saw that, that quite a bit this week. Like I, I would be pissed if I was a rank and file DP world tour guy that like, uh, you know, can't get into the Scottish open this week. And instead you got to go to Barbasol and the week before the open championship and go play there. I just feel like my tour has been diminished. Which, which, sure. which, which it has been because they also played their cards wrong, and like this yeah. is this is on. But it your also tour. still like exists, right? And I mean, they've also been playing they, for like million dollar purses, and like yeah, it's just yeah. like the I, I'm with you 100, percent but that it just is one of those like like cool man, like what's, what's the alternative? What's the idea to do differently? I wish somebody would come in with like 
a boatload of cash and that the European tour and the PJ tour were on equal footing. That would be sick. Well, that's, that's not going to fucking the, happen. What some of those players are saying is like, you should have talked to the Saudis. No, no, but basically. that's what Keith, don't call me Scott, was saying that he basically told them, uh, you know, with the in the, Malta that with the Saudis, like, you know, if you guys want to get more involved with us, that's great. And they just basically went radio silent on him and tried. He basically was saying in his quotes, in like, the ecosystem, if you, you guys want to play in the ecosystem, we will we will work with you. And they didn't want to work within the ecosystem. Yeah, they wanted to blow it all up. Yes. Yeah. And so I think something else too is it's it seems like they're solidifying. There's going to be, in my opinion, a little bit more churn based on quality, because the guys that are you know one through twenty five or one through thirty in the Corn Fairy Tour regular season, or just you know the Corn Fairy Tour season now, their status will actually mean something. Like they'll be a little bit higher up on the priority ring. Much more of like a true card. Yeah, yeah. It's like hey, you like you have status in the PGA Tour. That doesn't mean you have, you know, ten events here in the first five months of the season and you better play well with those otherwise you're not going to get too many more and we get q school back yeah that's the other thing sick. so now the top five finishers at corn Ferry tour q school which they've always had right to get onto the corn Ferry tour but uh now the top five finishers from that will go straight to the pj tour as well how about that and it's kind of a so fewer know, cards for for many of the people I, I can imagine this was not a popular announcement at the john deere classic this sure. week there's probably quite a bit of bitching and moaning going William, on. William Look, McGirt, probably I, I, like, I'm, I'm guessing. Stinks. Charlie it, Beljean. It seems like. A uh, waffle man, not happy. On the whole, it well, he, well, he, is he's a not, great thing. He, he's not happy about the, the price of Bitcoin. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of tough. All things. right, I feel may, a little bit of a mea culpa here to our, our Irish friends. Uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty deep in the no, count here. No. Haven't, haven't mentioned the Irish Open at Mount Juliet, uh, an inland uh, Nicholas uh, course, as TC says. Soft AF, disgusting choice. Uh, Happy Adrian, for my hitter, Adrian Moronk. Moronk wins it. Tishi, do you wish to opine? I do. I think uh, I've called. I've called on all of our Irish listeners, followers, friends to uh, formally apologize. Come at me, dog, for Mount Juliet. Yeah, like there was a. <laughs> I tweeted a, uh, or I retweeted a, a DP World Tour tweet of someone. I think it was Jordan Smith hitting a, a three wood from 241 yards away. And the ball spun back. Mm. Hate that. It's bad, bad with, look. With a three wood, it spun back. It's the Emerald Isle in inland, man. Come on. It's, I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, come on, TC Mount Juliet's one of our best parkland courses." I do not care. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Let me, just say, let me just say, we don't care. And, and then you know, we all sorts of people saying, "Oh, well, TC, huh? you know, none of the links courses want to give up valuable tee times, especially after." First of all, this was announced a couple of years ago that they were going to be playing it here. I think uh, I get that they don't want to give up on, you know, all sorts of bookings for those weeks or whatever they had at La Hinch a couple of years ago. Listen again, I, I don't care. Have some fucking pride. This is your national open. Get a lot of golf courses. Like it's like, we don't have courses. the U S open. Like, like, yeah, Brookline's got a short ass season. Like those members gave up their course for, you know, a few weeks. You know what? Because they have pride in their national. I guess their argument would be, you know, Parkland golf does exist here in Ireland. Yeah, but it's not. It's not very good. So, well, Dare Manor's good, and, and like in you know, and I think some of it's like you've got. It's not that good. It's cool. Yeah, that's a good golf <laughs> I mean, it's, course. It's, it's cool, cool, but it's that's like it's Ryder not Cup like quintessentially Irish. And it's like, all right, like, do you want to do something where you make a bunch of money on gate, or do you want to do something where like? You want to show off your best. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. The first one. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> for, for sure. But, but also, like, like Tourism Ireland is like one of the sponsors of this event, and they don't want to 
showcase like some of their best golf courses for the world. And I, and I know they can argue that that you know guys didn't turn up for it when it was at Lynch, um, but you know I would argue. You know, it, like with with this whole strategic alliance thing, like you could make the Irish Open a hell of a lot more, you know, uh, can and should, yeah, you know, kind with, of a part of a, the ecosystem. Showcase, which yeah. feels like I don't know if it'll be that one specifically, but it feels like what we talked about with the Rory stuff and the World Tour and getting these tours like closer together. Hopefully, we get a full on like international World Series, yeah, and hopefully the Irish Opens part of that but i think it should be like it's it, down the down the pike a while you know i mean shit you had jt and speed that made me really happy and ricky going out playing well, playing uh, with the goats playing lahinch playing lahinch and and Tralee. Tralee. Tra- it was cool to see the make a wish people step in and uh <laughs> hook that happen hook ricky up that was with, awesome. with his heroes jt and speed Sa- i stole sam that from burns. some guy on twitter i laughed so hard with have a day ricky sam have burns a day out there. and uh sam burns and uh, scotty were out there today Love i guess it. You know, and I, uh, like again, Rom was pretty much the only one that turned up when they had, yeah, when they had it at, you know, beat but, the yeah. shit out of everybody. But it's yeah, like, I, like yo, like <laughs> I had no, no fucking desire to watch. Like I, I could imagine that if you put on a proper thing and really built something, and not just a year to year to year basis, like super short sighted. Well, you know what? It didn't work that one time. That one year we had it at Hinch. You know what? Screw it. We're just going to give up on it. We're going to have it at Parkland courses from now on. Like, fuck that, man. Have some pride. You I'm, know? Listen, Amen, I'm with TC. You. I'm with you. And build something year over year over year and, and get some more guys to come. And you know what? Maybe it what? needs to go on the back end of the of – the, um, the open. The open, where it's like, you know, it's something afterwards to where it's kind of like Harbortown after the Masters. Yeah. You know? and That's, you, that's cool. I like know? that idea. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like too, like going back to the PGA tour schedule, there's a certain element of, I, I you know, I think there's going to be, if, if the season's shorter, every event means a little bit more, right? There's less events, you know? So, so you would think that, you know, guys would be a little bit more inclined to, to add one later in the year if they knew that they didn't have to turn up and play a bunch of stuff, you know, sure. I think fall. it's, it's going to be like the John Deere, like something's going to get squeezed out. And totally. if we're you gotta make sacrifices, up, we're propping up the Scottish, which I think is going to be awesome. Yeah, then that's kind of the way but, it goes. But also, I'm with you though. I wish they it was a better venue. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just think too. There's like the other way around with the tour is appearance fees. Yeah, you know, I mean, at some point, like it seems like they've but they they, they have gotten the appearance fees. They have gotten buy in. They can't do appearance fees because that it's it's in their bylaws that they can't because it protects all the sponsors basically. But you know, if they basically said, I thought it was also a piece of the the, the trade organization, the nonprofit status. I don't they, know. That's, they, they, I, they can only. Rep- that's why the uh, the pip and or no the um, play fifteen get fifty k. Like that's never made sense to me. Like, how, well, how, you can't do that. I thought the whole point was like the PGA Tour was only allowed to award players money for basically competitive finishes. But that is like a, I think they. That is a competitive thing, right? Like, sure. that is a very objective. Did you play fifteen or did you not? Yeah. There's it, no like fit. Yeah. But also, like that money could be coming straight from the sponsor for something. Like they get around. Like Travelers does it. They get around it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. You know. There's there's all sorts. I mean, RBC does it. There's all sorts of stuff. But but you know, it, it's like, you know, it just seems like one of those things where I do give the tour credit. I think they're moving now as fast as as they can now. Like as a membership organization, they have to take this stuff to the pack. They have to take this stuff to the board. You know, I don't know how much sway the players have over the actual board but also like the board doesn't vote against what the pack says 
either. Like yeah. they're not, you know, and like they're not trying to blow shit up. Yeah, it's not it's not a butting heads type of a situation. And like I do owners f- and players is. I do feel like if they tried to do this same stuff two years ago, the players would have laughed in their face. Like a lot of the rank <laughs> yes. and file players would have laughed in their faces. No, I think right? the I think having an enemy has has <laughs> basically just given them carte blanche to be like. Keep, where's my pen, man? We're and gonna, and we're gonna make some changes. And it's like the guys, the Peter Malnati's of the world. Like, all right, cool, man. Like, you're gonna get a little bit smaller piece of the pie, and like Rory is gonna get a little bit more, and Rom's gonna get a little bit more, and JT's gonna get a little bit more. But like, in this other scenario, like, there may not be any pie. Yeah, there, like, there's no pie, dude. All right, um, we start I, our initial descent. Well, yeah, we're about yeah, we're about two hours deep, boys. I didn't expect the John Deere to go to to be the marathon of the year. Um, I I will say I did mention the hundred hole hike earlier. Yeah. We're gonna do Marty Doe like that. Who's Marty Doe? Who's that? The Doe Boy. He, he, he went clear he at the Ascension presented by Glue uh. by Blue. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's like the Corn Fairy Tour event of the year last year. It was. It's an amazing event. Yeah. Great, I, you know, awesome win. Great player. Uh, Seems like he's head back to the PJ Tour, right? Or yeah, has he basically been to the everybody that sure. played well this week, for the most part, like was already in the top 25. Yeah. Our guy Brandon Matthews, T3. He's, he's finished balling. T3, and he went from three to four in the rankings. So, uh, but yeah, Pearson Cootie, he did he did birdie his first seven holes uh, on Saturday, which was insane. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. A Michael Kim sighting, too. How about that? Shout out to the John Deere. Yeah. What else we got? 100-hole hike. Take us there. It was hot. It's a lot. It sounded miserable. It was a lot. <laughs> very, very, very worthwhile. I think I mentioned earlier, raised a lot of money. I'm going to, I got to. I updated all my stats. We're doing a film room about it, so I don't want to spoil too much of the content. I will announce the winners of some of the... Uh, we, we did some creative donations. Uh, there were three packages. There was an Ace Chase package. Spoiler alert, didn't make an Ace. Mm. Uh, but tune in to see some some fireworks. Uh, some some other guys did make Ace. I think there were two Aces out there. Um, were there funnel pins? Yeah, I thought the pins could have been a little more Ace-friendly. There was a front pin on four. This is at Sweetens Cove, and a pin... There were two pins on each green, too, so you could just kind of go. You could putt to either one. So I actually kept track of any time that I intended to go at one flag and, and put it to the other. Put it, to the other. it is an intent-based game. Uh, That's true. And so that'll be a fun stat to track. But uh, this guy, Joe Hooks, uh, he had an ace and an albatross and an eagle, and he shot 44 under in, <laughs> in 100, in 100 holes. holes. Uh, I did not shoot. <laughs> God, that's under. so low. He made like three bogeys, right? Or yeah, four, we had to, we had bogeys. to lap their team a couple times. Him and and, and Rod, my guy Roger Steele. They were they he was during a round. He went like 31, 31, 31. He had like a 27 hole stretch where it, he was like taking the flag out. Everybody else is just like a trail of tears. It's like, yo, man, you guys got to speed up. <laughs> you, you guys are a problem right now. But they finished like three hours behind everybody. Or? Yeah, I had time to go take a shower, crack a beer. Like, I mean, two, at least two hours behind us, and it was it was a. Well, a there lo- you have it. We yeah. should make Randy go do the hundred hole. It maybe, was honestly maybe you could have made up those sixty one of those shots. Experiences. I would though. highly, if anyone's interested, DM me. Uh, I would highly recommend it, but only once. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good on it now. Um, and Sweetens was a great. It was a great place for it because it's flat, and I liked that it was nine holes. And I'm and I love that course. And I honestly, I played it eleven times in a row. You never get bored with the shots, oh, man. Great. The the shots are fun every time around. It's truly a golf playground. What was the toughest uh, stretch? There's a there's a doldrums. We we did it in twelve hours and seventeen minutes, which I was really happy with our pace. We got to hole fifty before noon. So we teed off at five twenty a.m. five. 525. So that's like tw- like 11 and a half minutes? Or- yeah, we were cruising but because we had cloud cover in the morning. 
Um, and then the sun came out afternoon and it got brutal. So I think holes, we actually had to skip three holes, um, hole three, four, and five to, to loop to get past, you know, Joe and Roger in the squad. We had to like jump from three, from two green to six T. And we're like, cool, we'll just play that three hole, three, four, and five twice on our last loop to like make up for it. But like, we, there was like nothing but, you know, fairway in front of these guys. And there was like all five groups were, like stacked up. So we jumped in front of them. When we had to loop that three hole stretch twice on the 11th loop, it was like, it was the worst feeling in the world. It's like, no, no, no. Can we just not do that? It was, that was the, the I think that hole 80 to hole like 95 got really, really bleak. The sun was just beating down on us. Ugh. You start worrying about sunburn, but you don't really want to put on more sunscreen. You know, you're just kind of in this really... Uh, so many substances going on. Well, yeah, you just start saying to yourself, like, man, I don't want to get sunburned, but, like, oh, so I don't really have the energy to, like, like, thoughtfully apply sunscreen right now. Like, I just worry about it later. And that's the worst thing, you know, the worst <laughs> attitude. So, I, luckily, I, did, I pushed through that. But... No ace. Was it like a double max or triple max? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, I said I, I set a line, 10 or more double bogeys. Well, you people, wanted less than... Yeah, yeah. If I had less than... If I had more than 10 double bogeys, people... It was, these were each $100 donations. If I have 10 or more doubles, everyone, I think, gets a free towel from the pro shop. I had more than 10. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you how many because we'll, we'll unload that in the content. And then... Uh, how 10, many free towels we given out, Neil? Um, I, probably 20. Okay. No more than 20. Um, I mean, the donations rolled in. It was great, you know, and that's kind of our, that'll be part of our donation to the, to the cause. You know what I mean? That's why I, I figured yeah. that's a good way to totally. get NLU involved. Um, if we're asking other people to get involved. And then we had the last challenge was, uh, the, uh, the microwave man challenge, 10 or more birdies or Eagles. Uh, people get, I think, uh, like, th- oh, though no, they get, uh, for every birdie, they get a dollar off in the pro shop. And for every Eagle, they get $5 off in the pro shop. I will reach out to all the winners of these challenges. Stay tuned. Um, that one, that one hit as well. I, I did. I did kind of light it up, birdie and, and eagle wise, which was cool. Nice. But again, overall, DJ, what do we think that content's coming out? Uh, I would say later this month, end of the month. Cool. Yeah. Uh, any other NLU updates, TC? Well, I just want to say I watched Wimbledon. I watched the Curious match. Wow. Yesterday. I saw some highlights. Awesome. That guy's. I'm. It was electric. I'm in. Are you in on Kyrgios? Oh, way in. Yeah, we, tennis needs it's a little a bit of a bad boy. Massive child. Hey, did you see like his uh, press conference afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they like me in the locker room. I'm fine. You know, Sibas is such a pussy. He's super. Though. He's yeah. like both. He's got a little bit of Brooks in him, where he's a little bit defensive and deflective with reporters, but he's also very charismatic. Well, it was crazy. Like McEnroe's just just laying into him and it's like shut up man like the crowd is clearly behind this guy the other guys yeah. are massive Sissy Pass so seems soft. like he got into it with uh uh Medvedev and he he, he feels like his he, among the players they don't seem to like him yeah so he's like Kevin Na a little bit I didn't watch too much of the Formula One today I did see the, the big crash signs one he's a fluffer I think double <laughs> points for Haas Haas both cars finishing the How points about that? and then yeah just from a uh, we got the Scottish this week at the Renaissance Club. Again, I'd like to see a better a better venue. I don't think sure. we're changing that one anytime soon, though. The Palmer Cup was was this past weekend. Uh, Europe won. Mm. Just, uh, uh, Ludwig was was voted um, into the Arnold Palmer Invitational. They won the men's, or do they win both? It's it's co-ed. Oh, is it mixed? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So another Swedish uh, woman won, uh, or like very young. Uh, Swedish 
pro one on the let this week as well. So like the Swedes are coming, man. They are they are in route. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to you know you saw all the Lynn Grant stuff a couple weeks ago. And then speaking of en route, we have some upcoming content this week. A slice of paradise. We do. This is a uh, a joint project, a joint venture, strategic alliance we did with a uh, delightful young man named Liam Tangum, uh, who Ameris grad, Ameris grad, the Ameris school, uh, uh, which they probably don't even have it trademarked. Uh, but that's another thing. It's a project we've been working on for quite a while, just a, a short film. It's about 10, 12 minutes, something like that, on uh, a bunch of sand greens golf courses out in Kansas. There's a lot of uh, golf courses that got built with sand greens uh, back when people couldn't afford, not that they really can now, but when people couldn't afford uh, grass greens and um, they would have kind of compacted sand greens and and a lot of those courses still exist and they still have a high school state championship that they play on them. And uh, Liam made this beautiful uh, short film about a bunch of those places. So, I'm And I would say it's about a, a lot more than golf. Truly about a lot more than golf. I would co-sign that. So that drops Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh, watch the, uh, check that out on the uh, YouTube channel. And poli- uh, Big and I will be on the trap draw this week. We've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, the airline industry is just a mat. Is it, it? It's a disaster right now. I guess a rocket hit the moon. Yeah, we gotta walk here monitor recently. that. We're, we're researching. No, no that. nation has claimed responsibility, which is cool. And then recent content, JT came on the pod last week. We had the Caddyshack feature. If you haven't watched that yet, it's our guy, the last Don Sheen, <laughs> uh, just really, really good stuff uh, about a local golf shop here in uh, in Jack's Beach. Uh, Randy did a, a great tennis pod with the tennis pod. Um, and then our friends over at Gruder, they hit 10,000 10, followers yeah, they, on Insta. Gruder Golf just picking up steam over there, do, doing the damn thing. Um, as they like to say this year, they're turning it loose, and, and, I, and I appreciate it. It's good stuff. We've got a couple spots left in our Cincinnati event. Uh, we're almost full there. Uh, well, a good way to get the, yeah. more info on, on the, um, we're sending out an email newsletter this week. So put some event details in there. Um, God, pro shops absolutely bucking with summer collection. Summer hot. collection. So newsletters, newsletter.nolayingup.com forward slash subscribe. We'll have some good stuff in there probably Thursday. Nest is bumping, events are bumping, lots of local events, lots of lots of roost stuff. If you're you know, if you're keen on that stuff, get involved on the refuge. And a it's a it's a big birthday week this week for NLU. Huge. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. My birthday and, and Solly back to back this week. We're not going to tell you what day, but it, they are this week, which is, you know, it's always cool. And also, I some personal news, might have to join a new roost. Yeah, DJ. Oh, you're ready to go public. Well, I'm leaving on Tuesday, so I figured okay. I should I Are should we going to do it like Randy? Like, I what, thought where? you were going to go do a Hello World at <laughs> Brown Deer Park. Or maybe the at the, at the Bronze Fonds, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to hold out and not tell anybody. Like that was Randy where did. Tiger had his... No, Randy told everybody. He had a whole bidding war. He was fucking Jim Gray. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying... But he never told anyone where he was actually going to go. Oh, well, I guess I already kind of spilled it with the, the Bronze Fonds. But the... Uh, yeah, making the move back to uh, the Midwest. My lovely wife and I moving to uh, Milwaukee. Just outside week. Chicago. Just outside Chicago. Uh, really, really, really looking forward to it. Randy has... Uh, has proven the concept to be a, a success. You know, we're, we're starting satellite offices all over this great nation of ours. Uh, You're not leaving, are you? <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. So yeah, last last podcast in the kill house for me, at least uh, until next time I'm down visiting, which I'm sure will be extremely frequently. So, I would argue that like the pods are actually, pods and live shows are actually easier to do 
I agree. Remotely. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. made us, you but know. they're fun in person. A little sure. bit more conscientious about our, our communications and everything. So so in that case, I will, uh, I'll see you guys on Tour of Sauce. That's right. Yeah, we got three weeks until uh, Tour of yeah, Sauce. Yeah, and our, our memory card here is about to run out. God, what a marathon tonight. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, the substitute teacher lost control of the class today. <laughs> Uh, so we just decided to throw on a movie and, uh, it's a long movie, it's a long movie, but, uh, thanks for tuning in and, uh, Solly will be back next week. Also, Cheers. I would just say what's going on over at Cleek's golf club. We got a, all right, that's it. We need Cleek's. a new, new leadership there. And what's, what's going on in Utah? What's that's what on? I'm going to, that's, what's going on that's what Cleek's? we're going to leave everyone with. What's going on at Cleek's? Have a great week. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's. Better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most!